Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Mix Cast. My name's Steve Miggs. I'm here with the Reverend in Fuego. Yeah, yeah. And Glenn Cannon from Window Pain. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. It's good to see you too. Yeah. Oh, hello. Glenn smelling very nice today. The, the sweet scent of gasoline. <laughs> yeah, I had a little uh, gasoline. Uh, was, so I was telling Steve when I showed up, basically, you know, I, I drive that old car, so you flip the license plate down. and Oh, and, but yeah. It, here's the deal. Like in 1966, when they say E, they meant it. They're not playing. You don't oh. have another 20 miles, bro. When, that, when the white line lays on the red line, the car shuts off. <laughs> but I know that when it gets that close, that's 17 gallons. That's the deal. Right. So those stupid spring-loaded eco, whatever the hell they are on the gas pumps at most places now. Which drives I, my wife nuts. Oh, she can't, them. She can't handle them. them. Like, she doesn't even want to pump gas. <laughs> Dude, uh, Tawny's Volkswagen, I think it's because it's a non-vented system. It just clicks off constantly. Yeah. Right. Click, click, Super click, annoying. Click. So with my car... When I see it on E, I know that's that equals 17 gallons. And I'm going to say 97% of the time, because I have to squat down and shove that stupid thing and hold it at a weird angle. Don't <laughs> talk about the nozzle, right? Yeah, yeah, so. To a degree. Okay. To a degree. You know, you know, I don't know what uh, Glenn does in his free time with his lovely wife. Terrible know? things, Very man. kinky lifestyle. Yeah. Who knows? Bless her heart, yeah. But uh, she's very patient with my eccentric eccentricities. God, I shouldn't have tried to say that yeah. at this hour. Almost What's wrong there. with me? <laughs> Spell that for a dollar. No. Nope. Um, but yeah, I'll so, just give you the dollar. <laughs> I, never, I, I never watch the money. People always say, you know, what's gas go for these days? I don't know. You got, it's like a loaf of bread. You need it. You spend the money. I don't look at that. I watch the gallons. Mm-hmm. How many gallons are going into the car? So I'm on E and I'm filling it up and I know that's 17 gallons. Well, some, like I said, 97% of the time, I'm perfect. I shut it off at 17. I get in. It's a hair past the white line of full. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's just a breath of gas left in there. And when that happens, at the, oh, at the moment of truth, it'll go splooge city, and it just gas all over my hands and my <laughs> knees. And see, so yeah, I walk in and see Steve and BJ. They're like, "Hey, man!" I'm like, "Please shake my left hand." Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> my right hand is still flammable. You know, I reek of dinosaur bones right, right. now. That's right. You if know? you're listening to this podcast, do not light up a cigarette. <laughs> we cannot confirm or deny that your podcast machine will blow uh, up. That's that, that. It sounds like me on Sunday because Sunday was a nice day, and I had to mow the lawn. Which I haven't done since last year, right? And That'll so boy. now is this an also another kinky thing that I don't need to talk about with you and Michelle? Or? Well, you know how much I love I want to the Brazilian the lawn. lawn. I swear to God, I'm thinking about <laughs> paving it and painting it green. I know. I really I'm want to dead do it serious. Too. I really be like want to. freaking BJ. He BJ. got the Lee Press on lawn, right? Yeah. He's got a fake lawn. He splurged Dude. and bought the fake lawn. So no matter what type of season it is, he's yeah. got perfect green grass. It would it would have saved me from getting doused in gasoline as I tried to put it in the gas in the in the the gas in the lawnmower and of course misfired and got it all over the top of it and then myself as well 
I'm just a train wreck when it comes to that sort of stuff. No, and I've I've been so spun that we've had those spotty like today's kind of pretty. Yeah, um, we have those spots Emphasis of kind of though. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, well, right. you know, based on yesterday, like every other tenth of a second, it was a new weather system. Right. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was in the Matrix. Schizophrenic weather. Well, dude, you know, for your schizophrenic friend Glenn, but uh, <laughs> hello, I am Sybil. Um, <laughs> Yeah, all my neighbors have already mowed their lawns, so now I'm yeah. that guy. Oh, geez. And I get home at 9 o'clock at night, and I'm like, you know, don't judge me, man, because your cars are in the driveway, and I'm never home. I am go, 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 go. You know what? If it bothers you, come over and mow it. I'll pay you. I will pay you. They have lawn services so, that do that. I might have to do that. I, I, I can't. I, I did it the first time that we moved into the new house, and it cost me 60 bucks. And I'm like, you know it's what? ridiculous. I can just do this myself. And or just find a 12-year-old boy in your neighborhood. I'm telling I, try, you. I tried to get my uh, my buddy's kid to do it, and he wouldn't do it. And that's was why that I had to get the- sex joke, Steve? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. you did it to us. You're right. So, <laughs> be careful where you ask and solicit for these 12-year-old boys. I think Craigslist is not your place to do it. Yeah, they do call them the Reverend, I'm just throwing oh, that out there. Come on! <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I need my lawn taken care of. Do you uh, have a 12 year old boy? Well, now he's going to go all Job on me. Was that the lawnmower man's name? Oh God, yeah. Was it Job? Yeah. I am God. Yeah, here. yeah. Is that the movie? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember anything from that movie. Terrible movie, but there's that hot blonde lady that that, mm-hmm. that has him mowing the lawn, and then yeah. at, at one point I think she's wearing this white satin bustier, and yeah, I remember hot. her. I remember the movie being really bad. I remember. You know, look the- how far. Remington Steel has fallen <laughs> kind of bad. We used to watch Remington Steel yeah. all the time. It's like that and the Equalizer. Those were the oh, two the shows. The Equalizer was awesome. <laughs> yeah, the Equalizer was great. So was the movie. The movie was pretty good. Yeah, I know a lot of people were like, oh, how can Denzel be the Equalizer? It's like, it's well, pretty well because done. Because Denzel's freaking awesome. Yeah. That's how. Yeah, Denzel's badass. And him in that role was fine. I remember people freaking out about was it Pierce Brosnan was Remington Steel, right? That's right. Yes. And then he became James Bond. And I thought that like, was killer. I enjoyed Goldeneye. I, I thought that was a cool idea, too. And I know some people were like, oh, you can't have Remington Steel be James Bond. I'm he like, was excellent. I'm he like, These are t- that's a TV show. Well, to like, me, it's the, not like he's Remington Steel. Kind of like got hired as James Bond. <laughs> just like Timothy Dalton, man. The first one with Dalton, which uh-huh. I think was Licensed to Kill, was great. And the first one with Brosnan, which was Goldeneye, was great. And then I'm sorry, I blame the writers and the directors. It went downhill and became so hokey and so over the top that you just had to throw in the then, towel. Then the whole the whole premise of the, like I am not a fan of James Bond nor any of his movies. Or I've books. only seen the last Have one. Have you and that's seen it. Casino Royale? No, because I don't like them. It is fantastic. Is that the most recent one? It was the first of the most recent. Oh, the Daniel ones, Craig's. Yeah, and it is very down to earth. No gadgets. No BS. It's very down to earth. Very serious. It's incredible. Man. Yeah, I get that. But I would rather just if I'm watching spy stuff, I would. There's so many other spy things that I would rather like watch. Body than, of Lies or something like that, like Inspector Gadget. Yes, excellent, <laughs> great yeah. show. Matthew Broderick, Matthew Broderick, hands down, on. amazing in that his, movie. His best film since Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might not be wrong. Did there. they have? <laughs> Did they have the computer book? And then I haven't seen the Inspector Gadget film, and I probably won't. Oh, I have remember no the little idea. girl had the computer. Yeah, Penny book. and Brain. Yeah, I don't think so. But I, I'll be honest, I didn't bother to watch it. Inspector Gadget. I loved I loved Doctor Claw from there. Like I just thought I he was. I don't remember cool. much about it. Oh yeah, it was a claw. That's all you saw him behind the chair, and he had his cat. Oh, he was, well, he was yeah, a Bond villain with just that. a metallic claw. Actually, this, you come to my house most times, just like a cat in my disembodied <laughs> hand. <laughs> <laughs> just wandering around. Oh, you're awkward. here to do the appraisal? 
<laughs> Come Shaking on, hand. This one doesn't have gas on it. <laughs> right. It also doesn't have a body attached Ay-ya. to it. Uh, man, we got some exciting stuff coming up in the next couple weeks on the Mixcast. I wanted to share some exciting news. Next week, we have our friend uh, James Kennedy and his boys in uh, yeah, System, System 7. System 7. Sweet. Rev, that, that, I, I think of you whenever, whenever I listen to System 7. They're a great band, and they've got a very industrial vibe to them. They sound really familiar. I'm pretty sure I've heard their stuff. Have yeah. you heard any of the, the stuff they've done, I'm going to say, within the past year or so? Uh, I couldn't tell you if Man, I have or not I right mean, now. Everything James always did was killer. Um even sonically, the writing, everything, and then he's got um, oh, that figures. I'm really tired. I apologize, everyone. Um, his new vocalist who toured with Queensryche quite a bit. He played keys and sang back up behind Tate. And I can't believe I'm spacing his name right now. I'm, I'm just that tired. You know, Jason. It'll, it'll kick in probably um, about like in an hour and a half. Yeah, when the program's <laughs> over. They'll be like, Inspector um, Gadget, that's his name. he is an amazing <laughs> singer. And so I've gotten, like James has sent me some of the demos. Uh of the newer stuff they've done, and it is light years beyond anything he's done in the past. Nice. And I don't mean that in a bad way towards anything he's done no, previously, that's, but that's a that's a compliment. Yeah, he's me. hitting a high water mark, and it's it's incredible. It's really really great stuff. And seriously, Rev, I think um, you know, given the industrial nature of it, you would probably really dig it. Righteous. Um, and uh, so that we got that next week, uh, but then the following week, this is very exciting, big time, making her triumphant return. King or queen of Instagram, queen of Snapchat, oh. a current queen of the rock girls, Rachel Barley coming back and joining us. Nice. I have a lot of questions for Rachel Barley. Rachel just <laughs> shared with me something pretty phenomenal. Uh, you know how Snapchat, you do these premium membership things? Oh, yeah. God, of course, us guys, we can't do it. Nobody's going to pay money to have access to a Snapchat page of us doing things to ourselves. or Not unless you're hosting hot chicks all the time. Right, I right. can see that happening when they right. do the takeovers and stuff, but well, not the normal give, dude. Give me some background here. So she's the queen of Snapchat, and now you're talking about doing things. Is she eating a slice of pizza, or is she manipulating oh, a new bikini? Sometimes she'll take a, um, <laughs> uh, an emoji of pizza and cover up a spot that you don't cover up on that special premium page. So she's in a, I'm I'm assuming she's a very attractive woman. Steve's got his phone in his hand. Well, she's a new rock girl as well, which is pretty cool that now she's a part of our uh, KISW team. One of her pictures. Oh, Oh, man. man. Which one do I want to go with? I'll go with this one. That's Rachel Barley right there. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Yep. She's on Snapchat, Rachel X Barley, but then apparently she has a, she has a whole other page as well. Mm. Oh, no. When is she here? I got to make sure I pull my S together for not that this, one. Not next week, but the week after. Okay, like like the text 25th. me around me like, Glenn, bathe. Well, thanks, yeah. Steve. I'll you show know. you another picture. I'll come in reeking one. of gasoline again. Hey, honey, give me a hug. Oh, at the Meet the Rock Girls party that uh, I did with Castle up at Quilcita. Oh, my goodness. She was during the bikini thing. She, I, it, first off, it was a crocheted bikini. Yeah. Which is amazing because if you know crochet, there's a lot of holes and stuff in those. Mm-hmm. And uh, plus, if you get it wet and dry it quickly, it shrinks. <laughs> well, it didn't need any of that because I think it already <laughs> happened. It was essentially like uh, I would say she two, was wearing dental floss, shoestrings, and postage stamps would probably cover she's just as got much. An incredible body. Yeah. She's also <laughs> she's also a bikini barista, and she has absolutely no problem showing off. She's really excited. Like I don't think I don't think she necessarily wears a bikini as a bikini barista. Like, and that's got to take some skill because you're dealing with all that hot water, hot coffee, dealing with all that, right? And, and, and hot body. Yeah, like <laughs> just all that bare you skin. I uh, know that you know. In my quest for for furthering myself, I've recently become a burlap barista, which is basically where I wear a burlap sack and a hood, and uh, I make your coffee for you. I've found that business is slow, but I think it's a you know it's it's going to be a self starting. I just imagine you as like 
like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Would you make my coffee? Yeah, I'd, I make would. My I'd make coffee. my coffee. Yeah. I'd make it so hot. <laughs> and, and if you're just curious, I mean, and, and also not as, not only I mean, uh, this is a big shock that she's very popular on Instagram. Yeah, um, right. uh, I wonder but, why. But uh, let me just give you an idea she's of beautiful how many followers she has on Instagram. Now, remember when we first had her on, right? Yeah, which was two years ago. Was shockingly. it two years? It's coming up on the that's it's it's yeah. coming up on the two year is, anniversary. Is Instagram capped like Facebook, or does it? Oh no, 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 no! no. You I'm going to say a hundred thousand plus. Well, when we first had her on, she was at about like ten or fifteen thousand, and I, I thought I was like, "Holy smokes, man! Yeah, that's a lot." Local chick. She is now at 172,000 followers Good on Instagram. Instagram. What's crazy, though, is so there's 172,000 followers. I'm going to bet that 160,000 of them fap to her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the others are women that are like, oh, God, I love to look at Who a beautiful woman. Who just won't woman. admit it. Yeah. Well, maybe they do, too. <laughs> like, those are just the ones that don't admit oh, it. Oh, no. Is she real? Yes, she's oh, real. Yeah. She's been in here. Yeah, she's been in here, and she's a rock girl. I've uh, big a lot fan of the, the station. A lot of the people met her in person. I'm positive. I am positive. You should bring window pane, um, soft goods, as we learned from the last time. I gotta get them back. Well, you should figure. You <laughs> to, I had to locate them. I opened my trailer and was like, I called Tony, like, um, dude, <laughs> where's you know her stuff? <laughs> if she rocks your stuff on Instagram, that's reaching 172,000 people. Oh, I'll make this that, is good I'll for make, your I'll band. Make that happen. You're right. <laughs> and she's a fan of bands like Stone Temple Pilots, Led Zeppelin. Pearl Jam, like So I'll Nirvana. bring her some rec. I'll be that guy. Here's my stuff. Yes. Here's my record. Dude, I'm positive <laughs> she will love your music. Yeah, all right. And we're a fan of Rachel Barley. But yeah, so I'm talking with her. Rachel Barley. And she's explaining to me, like, uh, yeah, you know, blah, 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 about the Snapchat thing. I'm like, hey, can I, you know, we'll have you on the podcast because I really want to pick your brain about this premium yeah, thing. That, that's why we're having but her. But she spelled mm-hmm. it out for me. She, in like two days, made $9,000. Doing what? Her. Stuff. Um, well, I'm sure she'll does. tell us. So I'm not. I don't think I'm speaking out of line. But basically, being naked and sometimes enjoying time by herself. Man, can we call the segment with her barley legal? Barley legal. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Like Actually, that. that's how I spell it most of the time. Anyway, you know, I have this tremendous vocabulary. Just don't ask me to write anything down. Yeah, right. You know, it's just good. That's gonna be a good time. So yeah, that's gonna happen. Let me turn up the this bad boy. Yeah, remind me because I'll. You know, I don't want to stumble in here with my, you know, gray yeah. of flash your ti- double yeah. coming in. and Wear your uh, tidy whities Oh, yeah. Not the boxers. I'll wear yeah. my burlap sack and hood. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, before I check on how you guys are doing, I, I wanted to address something that happened uh, while I was at WrestleMania. And I was listening to our friends, AJ Francis, Glenn Clark, and Aaron Oster. They do a podcast for wrestling yeah. fans. It's called Jobbing Out. Spent a great time in Orlando with them. We didn't really get to talk about it last time because we uh, we had how Hurricane Red came in and, and just wreaked havoc upon. <laughs> I actually got texts. I got private messages and texts regarding uh, Hurricane Red's, uh, I think one of the people said, hijacking of the show. Yes. You know? Uh, and some of it was, man, that was hilarious uh, because there were certain things like lick your track marks and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, cri- cripple strip, I think, uh, yeah. got some love. But a lot of it was actually like, dude, you're killing me. <laughs> like, I got some negative, like, really? man, yeah, this is making me insane. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you can't make everybody you happy. You can't make you everyone really, happy. And, you know, sometimes when you bring hot chicks on and... I found it very entertaining, and I got a lot of tweets 
from a lot of the the Titanic douches that were like, I've never laughed so hard. Yeah, I got the majority of it was positive. Then there but, were a few that were like, bro, she totally hijacked your show. I'm like, yeah, but it was a pretty good ride. It's kind of what she, <laughs> we have her come in for, though, too. Right. Yeah, we, we, yeah. And honestly, it was our fault. We offered the beer, and typically she doesn't hijack the podcast. But you know what? Every once in a while, yeah. someone's going to let loose. <laughs> and if one of us got drunk, we probably would hijack the show as well. Truth. I think I've hijacked it sober, actually. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. So, dude, I know. I know. It's like, I thought about that, too, after it was over. I'm like, huh, how's, how are people going to react? I even questioned. I'm like, do we want to even put it out? No, no, no. It was a good one. I thought so, too. But I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't want... And out of respect to her, I was like, I don't know. Like, is she going to be okay with this? Oh, I bet she would. She didn't do or say anything... Exactly. Out of character, man. It was a it was a pretty good ride. I mean, I listened I back to it. I just had to, to bleep it. her 800 times and then still Dude. miss some. A lot of people enjoyed Did it. Did you miss some? I listened we to the whole two. thing. There I was like a, one. Yeah, there was like 11 million of them. I had them all written down and there was like one I missed. Luckily, the-, uh, the I listened the, back to the whole program. I didn't hear- Oh, I, I, I pulled it down the next day and reposted it with the bleep. Mm-hmm. With the bleep. So oh, you probably I heard it. I heard it after that then for sure because right. I listened to it the next night. It I is think. fun to learn how many people listen rather within the yeah, day. right away. Because if there's a curse, we get a lot of messages like, Bro, <laughs> you missed, missed one. one. Right. A lot of people found Which great. I appreciate. Yes. But then they're also giving me crap because they're instead of messaging me, they're like just posting it everywhere. Ah, there's a swear right here. And I'm like, you know, you yeah, can hey, just send hey, me a message. Hey, thanks, man. You're really not doing me a solid. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of getting, you're diming me out, you jerk. <laughs> hey, let's throw rocks at Rev. No, right? <laughs> Stone him. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, a lot of people also found great humor in it because how frustrated Rev was getting as Red oh. continued to curse. You, you could hear it. You could hear it in wow. your voice. At, at one point- I can't remember what he said. He was like, okay, the yep. the gag's over or something. Yeah. But at one point- about like, like an hour and a half in. Yeah. Yeah. And you were still really cool, but you were like, okay. Yeah. You know? And I was, yeah, dude. How long did it take you to clean that up? Oh. Well, you wrote down the timestamps as I we write went. all the stuff two as it pages, goes along. Two pages, as I recall. Yeah. Two it was pages. over 30 curses. And uh, yeah, it was over 30. It took probably about a half hour or so oh, afterwards. Yeah. And I mean, it was fine. I had nothing else to do that day, so I got through it. But you could have been mowing your lawn. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> you know, since we're talking about Red, I'm going to just grab it right now. We had some people request that, you know, sometimes it's fun to play back the old podcast and put it um, slow down. Oh, yes. See how we sound yeah. when we're drunk. Which, by the way, uh, I ended up, just so you all know, I got her home safely. I drove her right to her front door. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, she, by the time she agreed to that, it was kind of a, you know what, I, I, I need this you to. needs to happen. And I, I drove her by her smoke shop. So she could get. I think she just wanted to buy. She. I don't think she smoked cigarettes. I don't know, but she had to go to the smoke shop. So I ran her errands <laughs> with her. <laughs> Me a, oh, yeah, oh, a little Kodiak, yeah, a little Red oh. Man plug, she a lipper. Took her home safe. We had an amazing conversation. Um, it was great. If you can imagine, uh, out back of the building, I was having a cigarette with Miles and Thrill, and of course, I had Red with me, and she just flopped down on the grass. And I've done that before. Sort of like making a yeah. grass angel, yep. like you would make a snow angel. Oh, it feels so nice. You know? yeah. Last time you did that, I was with you. You were on mushrooms, and I dropped you <laughs> off at a park. Miles Thrill and I just had this great conversation, and then as they parted way, like Thrill just turned and went, very nice to meet you, ma'am. <laughs> Dude, the best part. It, was, it was so dry. Thank you, it statue. Was perfect. Man. Be- before you had all that go down, you were talking with Ryan and Hair Club. You're like, hey, I'll take Red home. And so I'm like, all right, no problem. And then she's like, I got to use the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Well, at that moment, it's around lunchtime. So there's like a whole congregation of some of the female workers at our radio station <laughs> right outside of the studio in like this little common area while they're sitting on the couch all eating lunch, like four, four of our female coworkers. 
And as I'm walking out, Red, and granted, Red's not like dressed up like a stripper. So it's not like anything weird, like a girl all like hussied up walking out of our studio. But as I'm walking her in the bathroom, I'm like, just let's just keep walking straight. You know, don't, don't, <laughs> don't engage. I'm like, just let's, not, let's not bring attention on. to anything. Hey, everyone, this is Red. <laughs> as we're about to pass them, she trips into one of them and goes, I'm so drunk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. And I'm like, oh, crap. And they're all looking at me like, what the hell were you doing in that studio? Partying. So now I take her to the bathroom. Now I'm waiting outside of the bathroom. So I'm hovering outside the women's bathroom. Which is not new. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even hair club's like, hey, so uh, what are you doing? I'm oh, like, man. I'm waiting for Red. She's in the bathroom. He's like, oh, okay. Bring her back. Those girls are still at the at the common area. I'm like, whatever. So now she comes into our office, Red does, mm-hmm. and sits on our couch, but that becomes then lying down in our couch and just lies there and is just BSing and you know, drunken ramblings while Glenn's still talking. At that point, one of the girls from the, the common area <laughs> gets up to check and see what the hell's going on and peeks her head in the office. And at that moment, she's lying on our couch. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just not... Like, this just does not look good. It does not look good. What you doing, Steve? Glenn, please stop talking to Ryan. Stop talking to Hair Club. Take this lovely lady that we know is red and get her out of my office before I become a human resource nightmare. Well, so they leave. That girl, luckily, I mean, I'm friends with her, co-worker. What's going on? She pops in. She's just like, do you roofie her? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks for that. I'm like, no. So my response is, yeah. And Glenn's going to finish it off. <laughs> like, no. She had a couple drinks. Uh, strong beer. She's, she's, eight, she's 85 pounds soaking wet, yeah. man. You know, and, and she, during, because I, I literally, like, she was kind of doing the thing, you know, where you hook your arm and then you're the escort and she hooked her arm through mine. Well, she was, hmm. God bless her heart, man. She was really trying not to fall down. So then I just straight took her hand. And we walked her, and then we were having fun. She was pirouetting, and I was walking. She was walking the line. I'm holding her hand, and you know, got her into the She's car. Got a safety net now. And at some point, she explained <laughs> that, like, her, I guess her boyfriend's like seven foot two, four hundred pounds. You know, drives yeah. drives nails through cinder blocks with his penis or something. His name is uh, the Big Show. You yeah, might say yeah. And, and I'm, I'm like, please let him know that one, we did not do this to you. You did this of your <laughs> yeah, own volition. An angry dude. And two, right? you were escorted right to your front door by a perfect gentleman. Yeah. You, just, right. I'll, I'll tell him you guys are so nice. That's not the droid I'm looking for. Please explain to him <laughs> that we did not do this to you. You yes. did this to your city. Yeah, he's gonna kill me. Well, good. Good. You yeah. better than us. Well, I'm picturing, you know, because we sat there and Getting chatted for a minute before she got out, and then she had difficulty negotiating the door, so I waited, but I pictured him bursting out like in a bathrobe with a knife. It's like, quick, quick, listen to the podcast. You know. Oh, God, Steve, have you put it up yet? Oh, no, hurry, oh, hurry. God, yeah. oh, God. She left our office. It's the men's room. The men's room are the guys that caused the problem. They let her have these beers. <laughs> Passing the buck. We, we don't have any beers. Please, sir, do not hurt us. That she's, a, she's a sweetheart. It was, it was a riot, and she was, you know, well cared for by all. And hopefully she wasn't in too much trouble when she got home. Hopefully she didn't have a hangover. Well, her plan was to sleep it off, and then she had to she had to go dance that night. But I think she had gotten in at like two, and then was up at five. And oh my! Then like, yeah. And she, all of a sudden, knocking on the studio doors, we're like, ah, la 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 la. And then all of a sudden, come on, Steve. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. This would be awesome if my stupid thing would play. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just proud of you for having it charged. Yeah, pressing the button. <laughs> Yeah, all right, there. There, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, that was a funny joke. This is the new Jericho Hill single. <laughs> we'll just we'll just wait until it happens. Oh, this is fun. Right, how about I try this one? What are you doing? Just shh. 
Everyone enjoying the cast today? You guys enjoying your... your I'm having fun. All right, cool. Hey, Steve, how's your computer working over there? It's uh, still loading it. Oh, wow. A little anticlimactic. Uh, Just finish. (laughs) Just finish, man. Maybe 30 seconds later. Did you like to draw our listeners you, an illustration you of what you planned to, to share with them? Back into your uh No, I didn't. Yeah, oh, there you go. Plug into he your pl- phone. He plugged yeah! it into his phone. I remember watching him do that. And oh. you want to set that back up? Dude, his body language changed completely. <laughs> He's so broken right now. He's just got this dejected kind of <laughs> look on his yeah. face like, man, this is really going down. His this shoulders been a are slumped. Great, great if, if it timed out right, it would have been like blah blah blah. And then I'm thinking, oh yeah, Rav, you're right. It's not plugged in, but now it's plugged in, and it's still dicking me around. Well, wow. when, when it's ready, just set the joke up again. I won't know when it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to be ready. <laughs> for all I know, we'll go for four hours, and then finally it's going to go. It's just going to go bloop. Then the big show theme was going to play. <laughs> it was going to be awesome. Be like, I'm sorry, man. Well, nah. you know what? I'm, I'm plugging it, and we're going to listen to Red Drunk on last week's podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we're going to do. That's a good idea. All right. All right. For, hey, forgive me podcast listeners for I have sinned but I will now make it up yeah really everyone if you can imagine like as that went on there's so much expectation his shoulders slouched this sort of smile that's not a smile crept across his like, face like come on this is still gonna be yeah, funny dude he was, still still gonna be awesome. he was like still the, gonna be great. the kid that has the huge ice cream cone and goes for that first lick and then all the ice cream falls, falls off over. and you're left with only the cone <laughs> that was Steve man I know I was like yes this is gonna be the greatest <laughs> joke the timing's gonna be perfect and then <laughs> alright so let's uh, wow. <laughs> let's slow down last week's podcast I just picked a random point. I went an hour and a half in. You didn't just slow down a beep, did you? Yeah, yeah, right? I know. (laughs) I'm I'm positive there'll be a beep. It's towards the end of the podcast. I figured go towards the end, which is nice and liquid. Yeah, she really slid down, man. All right, here we go. Let's see what happens. Why are you calling it pins and needles? Um, because there's like, there's been a lot of drug use in like, you know... Uh, <laughs> strip clubs. Okay. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> She's like, where do I work again? With some hammer. Uh, the library. Uh, <laughs> wow. Like, man. every laugh sounds so disingenuous. But like, pins and needles, you know, just oh. like pins and needles, like, you get scared, so you get like pins and needles about things. I wonder if this is how the show f- felt to her as it was going down. <laughs> like, I mean, this is, time yeah, we're, we're in her head right now, man. <laughs> For what? I'm a fantastic creative Only writer. Only if you write the piece about you doing heroin while doing ecstasy. Oh, and it was cut with heroin. I didn't actually do heroin. Great, man. You found the heroin moment. Right on. All right, let me go a little bit more further down the podcast. All right, now a minute, an hour 40 into the podcast. Let's see what happens with Red. Oh, no. Oh. 
And she... Oh, oh she's boy. back with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. She, she's so tiny, she now, can't open the door. <laughs> oh, she backed it in. Open that door. Oh, thanks for that, Red. Right on. All right. You know what? It takes a lot when you're at, like... 90 pounds. Hey, we were discussing <laughs> how it is you're going to get about or go about getting home. Are you Ubering? I do sound walking? like Buffalo Bill now. Is how far is it? I'm too far. Okay. So you good. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think we need Glenn No, Glenn, help. don't help. No, no, no. It's <laughs> not a sex joke. Mine's bigger. <laughs> what did you just find? What did you just find? Hashtag no context. What were we even talking about, man? Bottle opener. Oh, that was a bottle opener reference, everyone. So that's what you're calling it now, huh? Sometimes, I guess. And now I'm like way more fun. She's got this super big smile. Dude, it's fun though. I'm way more fun when I'm drunk. Well, you're fun when you're sober. Yeah. I know, but I'm just way more fun. That's good, because like sometimes you meet somebody, you have a good time hanging out with them, and then when they get drunk, they just become jackasses. <laughs> no, I love getting no, drunk. You, you're hugging awesome. and you're super nice. Yeah. Thanks, right? No problem. A power time, but yeah, you. Yeah, but I'm just like you know, <laughs> funnier. <laughs> okay, all you right. Know, funnier. All right, wow. so. So when we were talking about uh, the podcast, uh, the Jobbing Out podcast, the wrestling podcast, so I was in Orlando, had a great time with all those guys. Hell yeah. But what, a couple of the nights we decided instead of uh, going out, well, we hit a couple bars, but then we went back to AJ's house and said, it'd be fun to play rock band. Hell yeah. Dude, one of my favorite games. So, I mean, it's very surreal because it's, you got AJ Francis, who's currently playing on the Washington Redskins. Awesome, awesome dude. And we got Aaron and Glenn. But then we also have his friend, who's uh, Brent Grimes, who's like a star cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fun. He's been on the Miami Dolphins. Super nice guy. And I just love that this guy is making millions upon millions of dollars. But what does he do when he goes to Orlando? He sleeps on AJ's couch <laughs> instead of getting a hotel, which I think is That's so cool. awesome. Right. Yeah. He's still just a dude at heart. Like, uh, yeah, guys, I want to come hang out and crash on the couch and party with you dudes and, yeah. and not stay at a fancy hotel. I'm going to just be like a regular dude. I had a lot of reasons. And he's as regular of a dude as they come. Like, you guys would love him. Super chill. Just be a nice guy that no longer has to worry about getting his bills paid. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's killer. Honestly, that's the kind of person you want to see succeed, right? You know? I, I couldn't agree more. I, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. But, and then the whole time, like, he's, like, super engaged in anything. Like, if he asks you a question, he's not just doing it just to be, pol- like, he's, like, listening. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there was just something cool about that. Like, he never felt that he was better than anybody else, and that was awesome. But then there came a moment when they realized that they are better at somebody else, and that is me when it comes to trying to sing at rock band. Ooh, and it's hard, too. Do you have audio of this? No. Ah! <laughs> I saw him reach for the mouse. I'm like, yes. And and myself and Aaron, we were talking, and we're both like, how did we not pull out a cell phone 
and record us playing rock band. That would have been incredible. Like at one point, like one of the best moments was I was on drums, AJ I think was on guitar. Someone else was on bass, and Brent Grimes was on vocals, and we did a weekend song, uh, Starboy. Okay. And not only is he a great football player, he's an incredible guitar player on rock band. Like, he could play expert and nail it. He could also sing really well. It was kind of pissing me off. Like, he's talented at everything. You're way too talented, man. Come on. Can you stop being good at everything? (laughs) So, but we nailed it, and I'm like, yeah. Grant, we had a few drinks, but so then at one point, I sang, because we all were singing, and I should have not. And I sang Semisonic or Semisonic's Closing Time. Oh, okay, yeah. And I, it was so bad that at one point they both, AJ and Brent yelled at me and said, Migs, can you at least try? Oh, And you're just oh. like, I am trying, thank you. Right, and I'm wasted, so I have no idea. Where, I can't read. And and they don't really give you the word. Like, you know rock band better mm-hmm, than me. Mm-hmm. They don't always write out the words how they're spelt. They kind of like break them up. Yeah, so into like, syllables and so stuff. So like, clo, and then space, 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 zing. Space, 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 So I'm like, closing time. And I'm like, dude, try it. And then I did Talk Dirty to Me by uh, Poison. Yes. Okay. So here's their recap on their podcast of how our experience in Orlando went. And, <laughs> Getting um, dimed out. Oh, yeah. You're about to get thumped on, aren't you? But I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up because it's time for redemption. But let's start by <laughs> playing what they had to say about me. What a weekend we had. Is there anything that we that we did this weekend that we haven't recapped? Is there anything that we still need to cover? We have to cover the fact that Glenn is horrible at rock band. Oh, yeah. Oh, openly, openly admit it. Admit it. Well, you know what? I, I am not too surprised about Glenn. Migs not being good at rock band really surprised <laughs> yeah, that me. Actually... I, I was genuinely shocked at that. Migs picks classic rock songs. He works at a rock station, and he f- blew. He didn't know how to sing. I'm like, oh, oh man. Like, what the... What the f- That was very bizarre. Uh, although he could drum at least. Migs, Migs, oh, yeah, he could. I couldn't even do that. Yeah, Glenn was just as bad as me, but he could sing. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. I was awful. So I thought that the closing time was the worst one, but when I was talking to them, apparently their biggest issue with me was how badly I sang Poison. You, it may have just been that you chose to perform Poison. There may have been an element of that involved as well. Yeah, right. You got to get. Well, if you're doing the the hair metal stuff, you got to get into it. And I could imagine you just standing there posing, strutting around, going for the gold, and not really paying that much attention to the lyrics and the music. No, Rev. I wish I could say that that was oh, it. Try to talk was, you up, man. I was sitting in the back of the, on, on the couch. Um, skittishly singing the song with like the as spins it, right 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 like embarrassed of myself and, and and also embarrassed that I'm now hanging out with a couple of NFLers and, and just doing a piss poor job like no this was I wish I was hamming it up at least if I could have given a little theatrics that would yeah. have been great but no I'm I'm hidden in the corner like a junkie just <laughs> just like kind of like writhing in, in my own pain that is my singing styles so I figured well what better day, way to redeem, redeem myself than to give it another shot. Wow. Oh, excellent. So, I don't know why I'm doing this. You want to redeem yourself in yeah. the eyes. I right. hear it, man. I think in the dictionary it's called martyrdom. Yeah. All right, here we go. Are we guys ready? Yeah. You know I never, I never seen you look so good. You never act the way you should. But I like it. <laughs> And I know you like it too The way that I want you I gotta have you Well, yes, I do I never, 
I never ever stay out late. I kind of get why they hate it. You know that I can hardly wait. Here we go. Just to see you. Where were you when I needed you? <laughs> and I know you cannot wait. Oh, wait to see me too. I gotta touch you. Cause baby, we'll be at the drive-in in the old man's fort. Screw you, AJ Francis, behind the bushes. <laughs> Until I'm screaming with more. And you, Clint Clark, down the basement. Lock the cellar door. And baby, talk dirty to me. And F you, Aaron Oster. You know I call you. I call you on the telephone. I'm only hoping that you're home So I can hear you When you say those words to me And whisper so softly I gotta hear you Cause baby we'll be At the drive-in In the old man's Ford Behind the bushes Till I'm screaming for more Down the basement Tuck my wiener between my legs And baby Talk dirty to me Here's my favorite part ever CC, pick up that guitar And uh, talk to me Alright, we're good That's about all I got You don't want to get into it It rubs the lotion on its skin does this when it's told or else it gets the hose again. That's All right, right well, precious. It gets the hose. I'm going to pass it over to Buffalo Bill to finish the song. It's <laughs> <laughs> right, precious. That is slightly disturbing. <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. It does this when it's told. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Buffalo Bill. Baby will be at the driving <laughs> in the back of my beat-up van. Help me put this couch in here. Go ahead and get inside if you can. Don't worry, baby. I'm I'm not trying to be mean. Just tell me, are you about a size 14? <laughs> Just tell me, are you about a size 14? Just tell me, are you about a size 14? Oh, good, good. I feel like I redeemed myself. Yes. Oh, yeah, you own. Absolute redemption. Yeah. You own. Way better. Way better. I shouldn't have done it when I was drunk. It's an audio-based program, but he was, in fact, dancing and pumping his fist. I was. True. Yeah, yeah, true. And, my, yeah. and my, my hips. I tried not to look that low. Lie. It's kind of like when they put Elvis on TV. They don't want you to see all that. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. And, I, and now we get why they were completely sick of me singing. I love Rock it. Band. Oh, no, I thought that was very... One day mattress oh, no! Yeah. One day mattress sale. So we got that now a mattress sale. I see <laughs> I see where this is headed. Today's podcast brought to you by Macy's and their one day mattress sale <laughs> starting right, at $397. In case anybody was What do you get for that? We'll give you like the box spring. What about the... No, no, no. You only need the edge. Yeah, just these oh, wait, wooden, this wooden thing wrapped in fabric is right. kind of what you get. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. Rip, how's your day been going? How your uh, week been good? I mean, we haven't talked in a while. This week is literally the longest week ever for me. Yeah, oh, now it finally plays. <laughs> I thought you were like Rick rolling me or show rolling me there. I think they call that flashback humor. Oh, baby, come on. 
It's a callback there, Stupid everybody. computer. Now you work. Well, sorry, Rev. I was going to talk to you, but <laughs> now we got Red's girlfriend and boyfriend. Sorry. Crap, I could get... <laughs> didn't mean that. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Of course, of course, it finally kicks in. Sorry, Rev. Oh yeah, Please so continue. so long weekend. Yeah, this week takes for. <laughs> now you're just doing it on purpose, you jackass. Yeah, uh, much like Steve over there. Uh, uh, all right. Okay, sorry. I'm going to close this. Uh, Easter weekend for, gosh, almost, I mean, off and on, but basically for the last 20 years has been my nerd spring break. Right. Yeah, I go to the Doubletree down in uh, at SeaTac, and I participate at the fantasy sci-fi convention known as NorwestCon. And it's it's a really fun convention, lots of nerdy stuff, and it's it's been around for, for decades. It's basically a weekend where nerds do lots of drugs. Yeah, drink a lot. Do you lot. get the, the sexy cosplay chair? You get some of them. I see some of those, and I'm like, oh no! This is wow. This isn't as epic. Uh, of that as like uh, a Penny Arcade Expo or the Emerald City Comic Con here because that one will bring all, all sorts and we don't really get necessarily the hot chicks because that same weekend at the Washington State Convention Center is SakuraCon which is the anime convention. That's where they all get And if you want to see that, chicks. that's where okay. you go. Um, and this one is a little more low-key at that and for the most part it's literally just uh, playing like magic and board games during the day, checking out uh, some panels and seeing some friends but at night is the parties and these are the parties like on Friday nights where I would referee the KY Jello uh, Jelly Wrestling events. My man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This year we're not doing the, the what we're not doing the KY gel, uh, Jelly Wrestling mustard. They're doing uh, a baby oil twister. Yeah, which okay. I am refereeing as well. That's fantastic. They basically are trying not to. Fi- they're trying to figure out a way not to bring a kiddie pool inside the hotel because um, hotel has rules and you got to do a lot of stuff in but order to make that happen. They're opposed to kiddie pools and oil. Uh, yeah, just it's a, a little double bit. tree. They can afford to clean that up. They just don't <laughs> want to. That's their thing with it. And I mean, okay. you kind of get yeah, it at that point. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is my big weekend. So just getting to Thursday because after the show on Thursday, 10 a.m., I've got all my stuff going down to the double tree, setting it all up, and we're gonna uh, be partying the whole weekend. Uh, but just waiting to that moment is just it just kills me. And so right now I'm on Tuesday, and I'm just like, like, the week is going slow. So this all starts Friday then? Thursday. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to be working Friday? Oh, Uh, no. No, oh, no, oh, no. You're off on Friday. Here's the funny part. The whole show is off because not only is Rev having his crazy weekend Mm -hmm. where he does his weird stuff and (laughs) and also enjoys nerd culture. Absolutely. I also disappear for the weekend and do weird stuff while enjoying hockey culture because Mm -hmm. this is the same weekend which times out great, so we just take the we take a long weekend, a four day weekend. We Boom. take on Friday yeah. and Monday because we need the recovery on Monday. Oh god! But yeah. it's so that he goes messed up over at the DoubleTree. I head off to Spokane where we're going to get all messed up on uh, the the Lion Pride Music Bus, which I cannot Hell wait. Yeah. I just heard from our buddy Rich, who's the bus driver for for Levi and, and Lion Pride, and he's like, I just talked to James from Marijuana Depot, and uh, he's going to be setting you guys up with some stuff. Marijuana <laughs> Depot, shout out to those guys and Lacey. Nice. He's, he's not going to remember anything past the desert between here and Spokompton, man. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. It, oh, dude, it, it turns no. into fear and loathing in Spokane That's for what these I'm guys. Saying, yeah, dude, yeah. it's 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 the 
the greatest weekend. We've been looking forward to it since the minute we got back from Spokane last year. But right? yeah, we get on yeah. the bus. We, we all meet up at like eight in the morning. But by the time we actually get on the road, it's like 10 ish because we're pre funking. We get on the bus and then we make our way to Spokane. As long as we get there before our five o'clock game that's uh, in Spokane. Wait, do you play a game? Oh, yes. We played three games all weekend. Quote unquote play. Hey, we won our first game last time. Just imagining and, and a bunch of adults. You actually won a game? Just flailing on <laughs> yeah. the ice and vomiting and laying around in oh, a yes. pool. Yeah, all of the above. Well, that's a game I'd like to see. It's, it's pretty awesome, dude. We got the video. Trip, man. I mean, I've seen some killer hockey games, man, but I mean, the thought of seeing you guys just blitzed. Bro, if you didn't have a show this weekend, I'd say go, go with us. I, I, would, I would honestly want to maintain an even strain just so I would witness yeah. these guys completely like, effed up trying yeah. to play hockey. You want to be basically embedded on this, uh, yeah. on this journey as a journalist. Yeah. yeah. Like, we have water bottles, but they're all filled with, like, Fireball, vodka, beer. <laughs> it's one time our buddy Gibbsy, he really needed water, and he grabbed one and didn't realize he grabbed my water bottle, which had a... It was filled with vodka. Yep. And he sprayed his face. Oh, no. Oh, and all of a sudden, he's like, God. why are my eyes burning? Why are my eyes burning? Because he's wasted, too. I'm like, because that wasn't water, man. And that was my vodka, and you're wasting it. That's like with my thing. It's uh, nerds uh, really, this is their chance to go like just unhinged. Buck wild. And so it gets to the point where, yeah, there's the vodka, there's the fireball, but the quintessential nerd alcohol is ever clear. And oh. it is masking it as many ways as you can. And it gets to the point where you'll see someone wandering around with a gas can, uh, going back to uh, your experiences. And it's just, it's full with Everclear and what other concoctions you could figure out to make it not taste like Everclear. Yeesh. Uh, and it's good. Uh, I That's mean, it's dangerous. Yeah. Though. this like, is... I'd like some more of that tasty punch. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you're naked fist fighting a wall. It happens. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's also where we figure out uh, how to incorporate drinking into board games. One of the most ridiculous moments we've ever had was playing Monopoly, uh, where if you rolled doubles, you had to uh, you had to take a shot. One dude went to jail and then locked himself in the bathroom when he was just trying to use the bathroom and passed out. And we had to uh, we had to eventually just bang on the door till he could figure out how to open the door, dragged him out of it. That's when he took a swing at the trash bin, yeah. thinking it was the maid. <laughs> Sorry, we need a little Everclear when we're talking about Everclear. Yeah! Hello, uh, he's going to throw down a maid. Oh, yeah. Can I hear you anything? <laughs> and that's when I called the maid to clean up the bathroom that he had demolished. Oh. And then I just left and walked. I just walked. I was like, I don't need to be in this hotel room for the next three, four hours. I can figure out something to do. Those are the best times, though, man. They're it's the most so random, fun. drunk. I remember one time Munch and I were wasted, right? We're walking the halls of whatever hotels many years ago. And we're just kind of like pushing each other into e- at doors and stuff. <laughs> like, just, ah. So finally, someone opened up the door and like, can you guys keep it down? And we're like, huh? And it was this woman. And she's like, I'm just messing with you guys. And she's practically naked. Yeah. <laughs> and we're both messed up. We can just, keep it down in there, honey. And I'm like staring. I'm like, I, and I finally go, I don't know how to speak to you right now. And I just turned around and laughed. <laughs> Munson's like laughing his ass off. We leave. We tell one of the guys, that one, like the, the, the fellows who were at the bar at the hotel, and we're like, dude, this super hot chick just popped out of this room and... All the single guys on our team just bolted. Like, I don't know, they're up in that hallway on all making the doors. noise. Ah, I'm out here. I'm out here. Ah. We're making noise. We're making oh my noise. God, I took too many Viagra. Now what? Oh. <laughs> One of my favorite experiences. <laughs> and I wasn't there for this because they've been doing this. It's called the Northwest Classic. It's in Spokane. It's, it's always Easter weekend. And before the Donkeys were a team, 
few of the guys were doing this before, and it's like there's a waiting list to be a team that gets to do this tournament because it's so much fun. Like everybody has a great time. You're just surrounded by 30 teams of people who love getting drunk, playing hockey, and just being boys. You know, mm-hmm. having a good time, having a fun experience. Well, I guess many years before me, the guys were doing it. A couple guys were hooking up with some chicks in the hotel room. Well, one of the guys still needed to get into that room, but they locked him out. And he's getting pissed. Mm-hmm. And this is one of my favorite stories. So, like, they're hooking up. Each one has a chicken in a different bed, and they're having fun. And finally, he just had it. He just starts banging on the door, and he goes, make sure they use protection. They're both having herpes. Oh. <laughs> but don't worry. If you just throw some rubbing alcohol on it, it'll be fine. <laughs> No kidding, I guess. Within seconds, those girls just bolted. Done. Oh, oh yeah. The that's the left. C block, man. Right. And that story's lived on forever. And then the guy's no longer going on the trips. But for the longest time, we would always still give him a hard time. Are you going to knock on somebody's door and tell them that they have herpes again? But well, the moral he got is, in the room. I guess if a, if a bro knocks on the door a couple times, you're like, honey, give me one second. Give me one second. Let him in. Dude, what do you need? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That know? was, I, I, I just want my clothes and my wallet. Sorry, man. Here you go. You know what he wanted? His sleeping bag. Of course he did. <laughs> That's all they needed That's to give. Yeah. That's all they had to do. Yeah. I, I remember the same uh, uh, sort of the same drunk thing happened. It was this is traditionally like with your thing a boys weekend for us. Yeah, and we've incorporated as we've gotten older the wives and the uh, uh, the girlfriends <laughs> at that point. Now my computer's working <laughs> yeah. just fine. Sorry, it's showing you how well it's working. <laughs> every time Rev starts to talk, I know every computer. time I talk, the thing what starts are you going doing, on. Man, the stupid anything. computer C blocking me. I know, right? He's a jerk. Continue. Yeah. I, I was listening. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> my computer uh, wasn't. And uh, so my uh, my best friend, the PLP, he had brought his wife for this, and it was the the Saturday night party. But I had brought my wife, my fiance at the time, and no, I'm sorry. we you we were uh, we had we headed back to the room to have a little bit of fun uh, while everyone else was out partying. And this was actually when we had two uh, adjoining rooms, so the room was my own. Well, she was using that that door that was connected. She wanted to get in the room because she wanted to party with us because. We were for sure partying in there and not having sexy right. time. And so it's just bang, 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 just just would not stop banging on the door. Finally, I just open up the door and just yell at her, stop C-blocking, and then just slammed it again. Nice. And she didn't stop. And uh, Oh, wow. what a she jerk. Had, she had the, the drunk cool. blinders on. Yeah. And he, at that point, it is totally uncool, and I was totally pissed, and it got into like a big to-do at that point, because I was hammered as well. But... Like looking back on it, you, with all of that alcohol going on, like yeah. there was just there gets to a point where everyone is just in their weird like well, single there's, mentality. There's, there's drunk, and then there's sloppy drunk, then there's please just go to sleep drunk. Right. Yeah, and it was and kind I of don't at that care point. if we're family. <laughs> I don't dig on please don't go to sleep drunk. It even if I'm hammered, it irritates the hell out it's of me. It's the worst. Yeah, it really does. Like, bro, I love you, but I just wish you would pass out at this point because you're this, annoying the piss. This out of us. isn't fun for anyone, and you're gonna regret this tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. So, <laughs> as, I, I love that you're like, man, we're all there partying. But you're giving her a, a pass, bro. I mean, honestly, oh, yeah. she was being a tard. And, and, it, and it, it is. And, I, and basically, I, I told her as such at that point. And I'm one of those people You should that, have sprayed her with a fire extinguisher or something. You know? If I had one at that moment, I probably would have. I was so mad at that moment. Or just had, unzip your pants, pull out the fire hose, and go... <laughs> My father told me once, see, in your face, because you you could just open the door nude with your unit still shiny, 
And my my dad once told oh me, son, it's pointless to apologize if your unit's still shiny. This is regarding oh my uh, infidelity. <laughs> yeah. He's, there's no point apologizing if your unit's still shiny, except he didn't say unit. Yeah. And that always stuck with me. If it's still shiny, just hey, don't even talk. Yeah. Nah, you're <laughs> you should have you you opened leave. up with it still shiny, and maybe that would have silenced her. <laughs> Do you see this shine? Yeah. Now turn around and leave us the F It's alone. shiny because it's wet. You following me, hon? <laughs> oh, you, you know what just occurred to me? No, What's what? That? Your bros lucked out. Because imagine if that dude had knocked on the door and be like, they both got herpes. And those girls are like, we're good. Yep. Us too. Uh, us too. That's a good point. They actually really lucked out, man. That yeah. just hit me. I don't know why so... No, yeah. I know that's sort of a random redirect, but no. when that hit me, I thought, hey, that's that's good news. Because then at that point, it wouldn't be the women running out of the room. It might have been the dudes. Yeah. yeah, right? Or maybe they would have been like, sweet. Two negatives equal Don't a positive. Worry about no, it. that's not how that works. No. <laughs> <laughs> like if I get poop on me and then you poop on me, it doesn't make me doesn't less make us all clean. less essy. Yeah, yeah that's a good <laughs> point. Yeah, now, now all of a sudden we're not like just freshly showered. No, we well, just that gotta... took a weird turn. Well, <laughs> so you got an awesome weekend coming up. Absolutely, I've got an awesome weekend coming up where we're going to be off in Spokane. I have no idea what's going to happen. We have a few people that listen in Spokane. Like, hey, hopefully we'll get to see you out there. I have no idea where we're going to be. So apologies if you're thinking you're going to see us because I am. I'm not in control. I'm not going to be in control of myself. I'm just going to be wasted on a bus going wherever the hell we're going and enjoying. Where he'll then be given a stick and skates. That's right. And hopefully hopefully there'll be an ice rink. Bro, the first year I went, I got so wasted, I couldn't figure out how to get on the ice. Because they already closed the door, and I couldn't find like the the latch that opened up the door. And so here's my troubleshooting when I'm wasted. I'll just walk into the, onto the bleachers and I'll climb up over the glass. Oh, jeez! Oh, so now I'm in on the bleachers. Why would you climb over the small door? Again, that's drunk. at waist level, right? <laughs> I'll make this harder. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll yeah. make this more difficult. You're adding yeah. logic to drunk, and I'll bring attention to myself because now I'm a giant goalie walking through people <laughs> with my skates on. Excuse trying, me, excuse me, excuse me. And my buddy Curious finally like, Max, what are you doing? I'm trying to get on the ice, and he just skates over and opens the door. He goes, how about you use this? I'm like, <laughs> oh. I also one time got hit by a moving car. Um, not with my skates on. That would have been really weird, but I was just walking around aimlessly and turned around, and a car hit me. It's slow moving, but it was in a parking lot, but They'll I still do got that. hit. Yeah. They'll do that. And I didn't realize until the next day. I'm like, why is my knee hurt? What did I do? And then someone said, you, you turned around and kept walking right into a moving vehicle. Oh, okay. Well, that, how, why does my head hurt? We don't know. <laughs> the windshield. <laughs> the ground, the amount of alcohol you drank. There's a lot of reasons So here. I imagine Rev and I are both going to have some insane stories next week to share. But Glenn, you've also got some pretty awesome stuff going on this weekend. Uh, yeah, Friday. Um, Friday I'm down at Jazz Bones with uh, The Guessing Game and Baby and the Nobodies. Um, Fun. Uh, playing a rock and roll show. And of course, my birthday's Saturday. Happy birthday. So, yeah. Happy, happy, well, it's happy interesting because I've been really trying to wagon up. I had, I had done actually quite well. I mean, I'd been to a couple different shows where I just kind of sipped on a couple beers and really didn't do that normal thing that I do. And I'm really just trying to get my ass together. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm mm-hmm. trying to just kind of get my ass together. And here comes a birthday. Well, well, if, if, uh, I've had a lot going. There's, you know, we'll get into all that down the road, but I've had just a lot of stuff to deal with, um, which is the way life is. So, but uh, Friday night, was it Friday night or Saturday night? I went and played Unplugged at Slim's Last Chance. It was a killer oh, yeah. show. Wyatt. Um, Wyatt, Jonas, uh, Tess. Um, oh, man. I can't remember the whole the the guy that I I'm really big show fried today. Where? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, 
I uh, was sipping beers and, and and drinking shots, and Jeff Rouse came down. He and I had a dope conversation, just kind of chatting. We ran, ran into a lot of people. It was a really nicely attended. Like all kinds of cool people came out. It was really really cool. But I was kind of tempering myself, and by the time I got on stage, I was a little slippery, not mm-hmm. bad. And at some point, I was like, hey, you know, if someone could just deliver me a water and maybe a neat whiskey. The water never came. But I'm gonna say four neat whiskeys. What's a neat whiskey? Okay, so and actually, someone asked me that. Uh, Jeff asked me that. Kind of spiffy. Um, instead I think of vodka is more neat than instead whiskey. Instead of getting a when you mm-hmm. ask for a whiskey neat, instead of getting a shot glass, basically you get a rocks glass with more whiskey in it than would be a shot. Okay. So it's basically like ordering a double shot, except you just, yeah, give me a whiskey neat. Not neat would be on the rocks. So you get rocks, and then it's a sort of a tumbler kind of thing. So I just order a neat whiskey because you get more whiskey in a larger glass, and then you can, well, I, sadly, I drink those like shots. Yeah. Um, I say, that's always good when people are giving you them multiple yeah. double oh, dude. So at that shots. point, that's about like I six blacked or seven. Out. I blacked out <laughs> mid-set. I have no memory... Everything was f- getting fuzzy anyway, but I mean, everyone was singing along with stuff. I mean, it was really, the crowd was super engaged. I was like, man, this is great. I was really having a good time. And then I blacked out mid-set, which is bad because there's a song called Crooked King that I never should have written because I'm very emotional about the lyrical content. And sometimes if I've got too much alcohol, oh, well, my little yeah. bottom lip will start quivering and I can't sing it. <laughs> and that probably happened. I'm not sure. I'm guessing it did. Um, <laughs> apparently, according to Jonas at... Mid-set, in the middle of my set, I appeared in the restroom to to urinate and do whatever else. Uh, Those are good shows. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was like, you remember coming to the bathroom mid-set? I'm like, when I was playing? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, bro. God, you were so funny. I'm like, oh. Were you still playing at the urinal? I, I think I, it was. It must have been a, excuse me, everybody, I really have to take a leak. And I just abandoned my own show. <laughs> now, I didn't. I don't really remember that. John, John from 10 Miles Wide filled me in on that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I got a bunch of great texts. And he said, like, God, that was last night. It was so much fun. It was so cool. Your set was amazing. And I, every single one of them, like, I blacked out kind of mid-set or maybe even 25% into the set. I have no memory of anything after that. I don't remember getting a ride home. I don't remember... I just checked out. I was so stoked that I closed my tab because I had my my card. Yeah, that you know that was exciting. Victories, you know, yeah. apparently my like, lizard brain kicked in and I was able to function. But um, I can't remember where I was going. I don't know that. why, but now I'm picturing Glenn walking around with his lizard tongue sticking out. Like, no man, yeah, just just checked out. But um, everyone's oh, it was Wyatt. You know, he was like, dude, an amazing set. And I'm like, dude, I blacked out midway through. And he's like, oh, dude, it was beautiful. The spirit took you. Uh, is what he said, and I'm like, man, I must have really been howling. It must have been great. That's awesome. But I just, I immediately thought of Fight Club, where his spirit animals, the mm-hmm. penguins. So I just replied, slide, slide. And you know, about ten minutes later, I got the ROFL from Wyatt. Uh-huh. You know, Took so a minute. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, right. That was Saturday, um, and that was a lot of fun. And yeah, and I'm really looking forward to you know uh, the guessing game's fantastic. They're such yeah, a great band. Jeff, Kathy, Keith, uh, that, that, everyone in that band. They're we all so get those talented. Guys back on the podcast. We've had them on yeah, twice, and they're have always them up, man. Jeff's around town for a minute, so. Yeah. So have him up before well, he we... is the basis of Bruiser Brody, our band. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We've still yeah. yet to write a song, but we are we are it's a band. Coming. It's coming. Yeah, <laughs> Bruiser Brody. It's so, coming. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's what's going on. Then, of course, um, you know, Showbox tickets are on sale. Everybody, um, go to Windowpane's Facebook presences. It's the easiest way to find our ticket links. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just find Windowpane on Facebook, and you'll find the event page. You'll find our ticket links, and they are going 
really a lot faster than I thought they would, and we're still kind of at like the seven weeks out mark. I was going to say, yeah, it's still far away, I, but you we, might want to buy a ticket before you right. You, I mean, normally you you, yourself for not buying. You a ticket. get normally you get a burst and then it dies, and then right before the show, within yeah. seven to ten days, mm-hmm. boom. But, oh snap! I don't have plans that night. Right. I can now get tickets. Yeah. What I'm seeing and in, in talking with all our support artists is uh, sales have been kind of on fire and not slowing down. So Pretty I steady on that. would nice. actually recommend. Because I'd love to see it sell out. You never know. Yeah. But I would recommend, you know, if if you have the means, it's very choice. I recommend picking one up. Um, get your get your tickets probably sooner rather than later. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, just be find fun. Window Paint on Facebook, boys and girls, and that is June third. And there's uh, some of the stuff that I have going on in my life will actually come to light as we get closer to that show. We'll be making some some unique and and cool announcements regarding window pane and the future of window pane. So oh. the third's going to be a really, especially our set and what we have planned for our set. You guys becoming be, a boy band? Is that what's going on? No, I can't dance, Wind man. And I have dance. tried. But you're it, the singer. Yeah. It looks like Sean, someone stuffed Tony a live and... carp in my underwear. I it just I just can't swing it. Except Sean, Tony, and Mark do the dancing. I know. They're good dancers. I'd be the DJ. No, you're the singer. You don't need to dance. They carry you around. That's true. Is that how that works? Most I don't of the know. Time. Most I mean, of the time. From my experience of being in a boy band, I mean, as you guys heard me sing, I never had to dance because I was that good of a singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, we should, actually, we should have the window pane guys do, uh, a, do bef- a thing before, before the show. Before, yeah. We'll come up and play before the show. Actually, I've been wanting to send you guys some, because our room demos are, are really- uh, Yeah, it'd be kind of fun to hear you guys some but new I'll, stuff. I'll and, send you guys some, just, you know, just for your listening, some of the stuff we've been tracking in the room. And the demos are, are you know, it's it's less live in the rehearsal space, but mm-hmm. they sound good. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you can hear some of the stuff we've been writing. Um, it's been great to be writing again creatively. Uh, some of the stuff that's coming out of us, some of it's really dark and slippery and- Oh, I like my it's, women. It's yeah, I know, right, right. Um, but it's been really cool, actually. This latest thing we put together, it's just a, a it was a, a born of a series of Tony riffs, and he came. And he's like, I've got this thing, and literally, kind of like, well, dude, you play conductor. You show us where this starts. Show us where this fits. Teach us your vision. And he laid it out, and we slowly built the pieces up underneath That's of fun. it. And, yeah, and, and really, Tony had written some challenging stuff um, for us. I mean, one of this, the main riffs of the song was so difficult for me as a player that I had to sit with a metronome pick, 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 and practice this thing for oh, hours. Wow. Yeah, I mean, well, Tony's a tremendous musician, you know. He's all right, um, in, I guess. In, in that so, well, and then, you know, we, no, we, we often, I'll come up with stuff that's maybe outside of his wheelhouse and yep. vice versa. This is one that was way outside my wheelhouse, so I just had to study up on this yep. thing. And as it took shape and we really started to feel the song, and the next thing you know, we're getting through it start to finish. It's a chainsaw. So nice. we, we've, uh, it's been wow. exciting. It's been really exciting. I mean, this newest piece of material is killer. We've got three other in the three others in the box that are really exciting, and then um, you know, just are they also dark and slippery in that box? One of them's really, one of them's borderline Allison Chains' darkest moment kind of feeling, and awesome. I really love that. And that's what's, that that song in particular. Um, everyone I've played it for, it's been like, whoa. So yeah, I'll shoot you guys uh, demos to check out. Dude, I would know, love to hear. Yeah, it'd yeah. be fun. Well, we'll be uh, we'll be premiering a bunch of that stuff at Showbox, and and that's what's going on, man. I'm I'm. Uh, I'm in the middle of buying my my first house, which has been chaotic because there aren't enough hours in the day. I've been yeah. working like a dog. I've been the house buying from my two experiences doing that. 
is one of the most stressful and annoying. It's like, just give me papers to sign and give me a key. Do we need to keep sending you like these bank statements? Do I need to keep... It's so annoying. My I mortgage hate, broker, um, that process. Kelly Jeffers from Home Street, and I am literally saying his name for a reason. Kelly yell at him. Jeffers, Home Street <laughs> Bank. He is so cool and so chill and so lax that at one point I just figured, oh, he's just being nice to me because none of this is going to go through. <laughs> he's actually made this that easy and that cool. Wow. Kelly Jeffers, Home Street Bank. No kidding. If you're thinking about buying a house, Kelly Jeffers, Home Righteous. Street Bank. He has made my comfort level remarkably cool. He's way grounded, way cool, super patient, awesome. Nice. Um, and is bringing us right into the finish line on time. Honestly, it's my property owner that just keeps tying my shoelaces together and pushing me over at every other turn. Mm. And I'm, I'm thinking, darling, why don't you just step away from the situation? Because she right. doesn't need to be involved at this point. Right. You will, and you wait will get for your check. check. Right. At this point, just, everything's just good. Just stay out of it. Yeah. Right. You don't so need to make this more complicated. She's the one that's <laughs> been making things complicated as far as the lender. Um, and Brett, Brett Eliason's wife, you know, Brett that does all of our records. Um, actually, I got a great text from him. He was invited to go down to, it was his birthday weekend too, to the uh, Hall of Fame induction for Pearl Jam. Oh, nice. you know, Brett's work with Pearl Jam forever. Forever. He does um, all their live sound. And, all their live sound. And produces um, their live All records. their live records. Um, the single, the Where Oh Where Can My Baby, Last Kiss. Yeah. Brett did that. That okay. was Brett. So he's he's worked with them for years, but they invited him. They've kind of, most of the people involved with that camp were invited down there. Um, and uh, so and that was his birthday weekend. So he sent me this text the other night. It was just like, dude, my boys. And they were on stage and it was the moment. I'm like, oh, Brett, that's so cool. I, and, I watched the bootleg um, on my, like I hooked it up to my computer onto my TV and my wife's laughing. And she's like, you're just watching a guy who Facebook lived it and then posted it on YouTube because every once in a while he would turn around and show his own face. Hey, like, what's up? Hey, you guys enjoying this live feed? Tell me where you're from. And I'm like, I'm from Seattle, but oh wait, no, <laughs> this is not live anymore. Yeah. But it was like the best quality version I could find. I put it on my blog and it was just like, it was just awesome. I'm sure it was, killer. It was such a, I mean, as a Pearl Jam fan to see. Yeah. Like, see Dave Cruzen. Did you watch any of the videos? I haven't seen any of it. Oh my gosh. Um, and then I saw a thing, uh, as I understand it, Everyone was invited. Everyone was included. And yep. yet I still saw a thing from Dave Abraziz saying that he wasn't invited. So I don't know what's going on there. But I mean, uh, I don't know what's going on there and I'm not going to get into that. But yep. I will tell you that, you know, Brett, when he got the invite, was like, oh, man, of course. Yeah. I mean, it was their video guys. I'm still they're, waiting they're, for my invite. They're <laughs> lighting directors. <laughs> I mean, like they really, from what I saw, it was a very inclusive thing. So if Abraziz, in fact, was not invited, I bet there's more to the story. Or it's maybe he was invited and said, no, not if I'm going to, I mean. If I don't get to play. I'm or... just betting, because the vibe I got from inside that camp was that it was Incredibly, I mean, they even rented out a club afterwards and took everyone out yeah. on the town. I mean, just very, I think they tried to make it very special. And well, I have a lot of love and respect for Dave Eberzies. I'm not saying anything negative there. I'm no, just but saying, even Eddie I bet Vedder, there's more to that story. Eddie made it a point on stage to like, hey, all great drummers, Dave Eberzies was a great drummer. In a, in a corrective sense, he goes, he's still, he is a great drummer. Dave, you're an effing great drummer. Like, I mean, it was like... Like there was they were a, going there was, out of their way, man. There was an intentional moment, and then all the love for Dave Cruz and getting to watch Dave Cruz. And then I posted on my blog. What you song did he play? Alive, of course. And man, it gave me goosebumps. Yeah. I, I got a little emotional, not like crying. Last time you saw that was the the black and white video shot at Rock Candy. And for I don't the even song. know if that was him. I thought that was Cruz on that. I think that was Matt Chamberlain. Was it? 
I, I don't know who's in the video, but I know Cruzen played on 10. Yeah, he played on 10, but I don't know if he really got to play many shows after the recording of wow. 10, because then he had his demons to battle. And I still need to give of... you that video cassette of the first show they ever did with Abraziz. Yeah. I've got that. And then followed by uh, Mother Love Bone mm-hmm. um, at uh, the off-ramp. What the hell? I did that with my thoughts. That was impressive. Actually, I, I realized we spiraled That's right your computer, way out. man. <laughs> Dude, that triggers something for me, though, because whenever I used to listen to the song on the end, that meant it was time for me to go poop. <laughs> oh, you got a poop? This was the poop song. You've got six minutes. Yeah. This was all of us at the end. This was our poop song. Like, this was our Inagata de Vida. Like, when, because when we, I worked at the end, we didn't have computer um, software that had every song on it. Everything was still played with CDs. So if you had to go poop, especially in the overnights, we had no one to watch the board for you, and I worked the overnights on the weekend. You popped in Alice in Chains. They probably got way more spins on this song. Because DJs had just to poo. Someone had right. to poo. It's like Freebird, man. Like you know how like oh dude, sometimes I'll, I'll like I'll dial in and like this station will play like Cashmere and Freebird back to back, and I'm like, okay, Castle must be sick or smoking. <laughs> He's in the bathroom <laughs> like, oh, I gotta go. I'm gonna finish this article. You know, he dude. just bought himself like 14 minutes. Yeah, this. I mean, no joke. Like you know how like Def Leppard attributes uh, the strip clubs for making um, pour some sugar on me a ma- massive hit. Yeah. If I'm Alice in Chains, I would thank every DJ. Bladder issues or <laughs> butt issues for making this song a huge. This uh, and uh, there was a filter song, like the non-radio edit of like "Trip Like I Do." Oh yeah, I think that one also was like about seven minutes long. It was long. So, yeah, when, when I you hear, heard those in the overnights, you knew someone was pooing. Somebody was pooing. <laughs> I hear Joe Walsh actually was stoked. One hundred two five played "Life's Been Good to Me So Far" and didn't edit it, which I deeply respect. Yeah, just don't you don't. It's it's a legendary <laughs> song. Don't chop it up, please. Right, right. Um, but yeah, when I hear that. When I hear Cashmere, when I hear Freebird, when I hear Rooster, there's just a few of them. When I hear, I'm like, ah, someone is either smoking or had to had to take an ass. And that's that. That's yeah. the Rooster. Yeah. yeah, here comes the Rooster. Is more like here comes the turds. Oh, so KSW listeners, oh, when yeah. you hear Rooster from now on, here comes the Prairie Dog. That means that your air host is probably sweating, <laughs> clutching the stall door, praying for a safe passage. In all fairness, nowadays because of computerized, you can bump, bump a few songs together and, and take your sweet uh, time yeah, on yeah, that yeah. toilet. But that was like the fear of I have six and however long was it like six and a half minutes to take care of business before this song ends. And sometimes it would be down to that like you'd be like ooh, and you're like oh boy oh boy oh boy hold on hold on you're like oh boy I gotta hurry up and you start running back in <laughs> pinch it off run back you're like Jerry keep going <laughs> so I can finish this. So anyways, yeah. Well, no, I digressed a, b- a bit, but I want to say Brett's wife, Tanya, mm-hmm. um, she did uh, booking and stuff for years. She was actually um, pretty prolific in the music scene, you know, uh, late 90s and into the 2000s. But she ended up getting into real estate, and Tanya being Tanya is killer at it. Oh, good for her. And so I, while I was championing uh, Kelly Jeffers over at Home Street Bank, I wanted to also champion uh, Tanya Eliason, who put together our entire deal for us, walked us through all of this, just really dialed us in. So That's important. We've had it's some, important to have a good realtor. Dude. It ta- makes a difference. Tanya, Tanya, and she was the one that recommended Kelly. She's like, I know a guy that even, like, he's your type of person. Yep. So I'm going to connect you with this guy. So we've had a, a really amazing Tanya really went out of her way and just totally dialed us in. It was That's also so, a valuable lesson so cool. I learned is make sure that there's a good connect between your realtor and your mortgage person. Yeah. Because I've experienced that before when there wasn't good oh, communication man. and 
nearly lost out on our house because there was a lack oh, of communication man. from the mortgage person to the realtor oh, and back and forth. Terrible. And it was just like, guys, it's not that hard. Like, just pick up the phone and talk to each other. Yeah. Like, quit waiting for someone to get back or getting a little butt hurt because they haven't responded quick enough. It's So to have yeah. that dynamic, and I would recommend somebody, if you're going into a house buying process and you don't have either, find one and then help have them tell you who yeah. the other should be because it... it it worked out well for you, and there's a reason. I yeah, think, I've of got that. just all that started when we decided to buy. I called Tanya first and yeah. went, "Look, I love you, and think he was family. I trust you. Will you help me out? Because I know nothing about this." And she's like, "Whatever you need." I'm shocked you didn't come and to she... Rev and I, man. We, we're working on our own real estate business. <laughs> Rev and Steve's mortgage oh, and Rev no, real estate. Well, I, I keep having that fantasy of just you know <laughs> knocking over a bank and just paying for the thing in full and then just paying the property taxes every year. That'd be that's, cool. That's how we do our real estate. How you guys yeah. do Absolutely, it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Black van realtors. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm we, in. We, we provide the getaway car yeah. and everything. We help you through yeah. all of the process. We get the masks. Yeah. We get the fire. Well, and I'll throw out too. I mean, I, I touched on it during uh, Reds. Stay last week. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Visit uh, <laughs> adventure misadventure. Um, I I didn't burn my house down. I did manage to set my hot rod on fire about ten times in the carport and was putting it out with my hoodie and baseball hats and um, cars running great by the way. But yeah, it was nice. a, it was a concern when yeah because it would go Poof, and spit gas everywhere up out of the carburetor and I couldn't figure out why it wasn't firing and I'm, and then every once in a while it would fire and then you'd get that three foot cone of flame up out of the carburetor but that would ignite all the fuel that was laying on the uh, <laughs> intake manifold. So now it's a fireball in my carport. My wife's standing there with her eyes huge That's and hot. you know should i get a fire extinguisher i'm like no you'll make a mess and i still gotta work on this thing and i'm out there and then my hoodie catches fire <laughs> so i'm pressing my hoodie against my chest to put it out and you know and, and i don't bit. like fire it's not that i don't like fire but i was so involved in why is this thing not starting right the fact that i was on fire was sort of secondary <laughs> like okay it's cold outside yeah, i just don't get it why what am i doing and i finally figured out what it it's happened campfire but, cannon over here when uh <laughs> When that dead short happened, it caused a series of subsequent failures and problems. And so I had to trace everything back. And then literally what it was that was causing it to undervolt, so it was just enough to set it on fire but not enough to make it run, was one of my solder joints up under the dash where I'd soldered some stuff in. Um, it had literally kind of flash baked and become cold. So you look at it and it's good, but only by throwing a voltmeter like across the ignition coil and this and that. And I'm like, oh, I'm seeing like 2.93 volts. That's not enough to make a car run, you know what I mean? So that that's how I was finally able to figure out. Wow! Because I thought the timing chain, maybe the timing chain's broken, maybe the fuel t- pump's bad. You know, Jeez, so man. yeah, on and on. It was like a two day misadventure. But yeah, so I didn't burn the house I'm trying to buy down. Yay! I didn't burn up my car. My Dickies hoodies looked better. <laughs> uh, my Black Dahlia baseball hat actually put the car out once. And, I remember you and, saying and it. Uns- and survived. Unscathed. My that's man, amazing. Jamie Burton Chamberlain, unscathed that's on the baseball hat. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, you mentioned red. Let's check up on red and see how she's doing. Yeah, let's follow up, time. man. All right. You're not throwing bottles at you at this. Yeah, you might want to take those here. I think it's the the pitch of her voice makes me think of like a satanic muppet. Yeah, get those away from me. (laughs) All right, next voicemail. Passes over. James Hetfield has said, like, man, I... All right, now we're getting to the voicemails. We don't need to hear drunk voicemails. <laughs> I'll pull it back a little bit. Let's just see how she's doing now. Come on, Red. Hey. 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 Oh, my 
god! It's so funny. Like jokey at that point. That yeah. Is so funny because I could just bring my thing up and be like. Like, oh, yeah, the show, yeah, right. Devo yeah. as covered yeah, by typo negative, yeah, yeah, right. You can get a discount on like with, you can get a discount with it. Wow, flashback, yeah, right there. that's yeah. a trip. You mentioned fire. How about this? So, I'm, I'm, I'm hosting uh, Defy Wrestling, that indie wrestling thing that I, I got to do. Defy one now, we did Defy two last weekend, which was awesome. Another packed house, great match. Uh, go to defyondemand.com if you want to purchase or watch Defy 1, and eventually we'll get Defy 2 up there. And, man, there was a match between Leo Rush and Shane Strickland that just tore the house down. But then we took in an intermission. We come back from the intermission, and we have the women's match. It's uh, Sue Young, who is awesome. Like, if you search Sue Young on, and it's like, she dresses they, up like- really like, hot? Yeah. And she dresses like this evil, like, almost out of the movie The Ring, like, bleed, mouth, mouth is coming, blood coming out of her mouth, like, like Gene Simmons with fake blood capsules. Nice. And she's taking on Kate Carney, who's like over the top glittery. And then also Angelina Love, a lot of wrestling fans know her as a knockout from uh, Impact Wrestling. Well, they're about to wrestle. They all come out to their music, and everything's great. All of a sudden, while Angelina Love's music is playing, it just cuts out, and now all of a sudden, this weird strobe light is going. And I'm like, whoa, did they not tell us that there's like another wrestler? Like, this is incredible. Like, somebody's interrupting her. And then you're hearing, eh, eh, eh. Oh, no. And I'm thinking, Fire alarm? Fire alarm goes off. Oh, no. Three dude. hot ladies, too hot for the ring. Right? <laughs> so now everyone's like burning down the house. In wrestling, you don't know what's real and what's fake. And even in, all of us in the ring who know what's about to happen are in the loop, are all looking at each other like, the F are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, Kate's looking at me. Angelina's like, what is going on? So then, like, the uh, Josh, Ronald McFondle, who's working the lights, because he does that as his, his gig, he comes over and goes, dude, you got to let everybody it's know. It's legit. Clear the It's a yeah. fire alarm. We have to evacuate. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Tell everybody. I'm like, all right. So I grabbed the mic, start talking. Steve's oh. like, everybody run! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's trampling each other, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. He just completely, what I meant to say was in an orderly fashion, man, <laughs> just get out of here! Here's the problem. The fire alarm also t- knocks out all the power. Oh, so you have no mic. So I'm like... Like oh, trying to talk, no. and everyone's like, "You need to tell everyone they need to evacuate. We got to get everyone out." And I'm I like, need a mic. "And everyone's laughing that knows me. They're like, dude, we saw you.' And all you're doing is like holding the microphone and banging the microphone, going, "Nothing's going on. Can't do anything." So now we're like yelling, trying to get everyone. But this is like oh, in the middle of geez. our start of. We just finished intermission. Now we're telling everybody get the f out of the building. And of course, none of them know what's going on. Was it the smoke machine? I'm like, it can't be the smoke machine. The smoke machine's not real smoke. It's just water vapor. I have seen uh, foggers with the cheap fog juice set off uh, fire oh, really? before. Okay, yeah. it has. It depends on the quality of the fogger and the, the quality of the juice. But that that has actually at Showbox Market years ago, and luckily it was during sort of load-in sound check. I think someone was playing with a fogger they brought in. And triggered the fire. Oh, wow. And they came out and they were like, hey, all good. It happens. Not the first time. You can't use that tonight. Yeah, right. Um, You know what I mean? But it it can if it's, I think it's if it's the $49.99 fogger and then the creek, or you can get (laughs) the cheap, because fog juice is expensive. Yeah. So even. And and there was a lot of fog. Yeah, I didn't didn't mean to spin you down another direction, (laughs) but they can actually trip up a fire alarm system. Yeah, we were trying to figure out, was it that? Uh, I don't think it was that. Did someone pull a fire alarm? No, I'm not. I mean, everybody, yeah, people were getting drunk and having a good time, but nobody was doing that. That's an easy thing to do. Damn yeah. banana. 
Right. It was the Dan Paul of the banana. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> or was it, and then Josh brought up a good point. He's like, during intermission, he noticed a couple lights burn out because it's an old building. And he was thinking, well, maybe there was some kind of like a, a short inside of the walls that triggered something, and that might have done it. Well, needless to say, now we're all outside in the, in the pouring rain. Oh. The wrestlers are having like this weird impromptu meet and greet with all the fans because we're all out there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's just so weird. So, But it was like such One a- of the smoking hot lady wrestlers is mysteriously gone. Right. As my car speeds away. <laughs> just taking her home. Nothing Firefighters funny. show up. All the wrestling fans are like, fire department. <laughs> They're all like, what in the world did we walk in? Yeah, what is this? Eventually they check it all out. They get the alarm to go off. We all go back inside and we and, and the night continues. But it was like, weirdest thing. And I was talking about Shane Strickland, one of the wrestlers. And I'm like, dude, that was weird. He goes, honestly, bro, that's not even close to the weirdest thing I've seen. And I'm like, we need to talk to you on the podcast at some point because yeah. I want to hear yeah, about all the right? weird things. There was a time a Cessna crashed right. through the roof mid-match and everyone was like, wow, what great special effects yeah. until the prop hit some people in attendance <laughs> and then they realized, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was just so <laughs> weird but like the whole night was awesome. We had a great time Every, and Defy 3 is happening on May 26th. John Morrison is going to be taking on Shane Strickland and a bunch of other great matches as well. It's All the seats are already sold out. Like that's how oh, this, that's thing, wow. this thing is blowing that's up. Great, so dude. all that's left is general admission. But even when you're like, you're like, oh, general admission, am I going to be able to see anything? It's a small venue. Everybody's on top of one another. Even if you don't have a seat, you don't need a seat for these kind of experiences because it's just such an electric crowd. Every spot has a good view. I mean, you're not really going to be it, like it's there's about, no losing ticket. Right, it's about 500 people fit into this sold out. So it's not nice, like as if like you're going to yeah. walk into like 20,000 people and you can't see crap. It's Every spot is a great spot. So if you can, get tickets. It's going to be a party. We're going to have a great time. When is that? May 26th. Um, and what, what day of the week is that? It's a Friday night. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I know. It's typically when you have window pane practice. Yeah. Monday, Monday, Thursday, Friday nights, I'm usually- One of these times. Yeah, I'd we'll like to. There. Well, it's one of those things. That it, once we get some stuff tucked in, I'll be able to free up. Uh, and May 26th is kind of right around the corner. For, so you kind of can't blow off a practice. Uh, I understand. Well, we'll be probably <laughs> in the hardcore dress rehearsal mode by then. But, dude, one of the craziest parts during all of it is that one of the guys I was wrestling, uh, Jeff Cobb, Mr. Athletic, he's a big dude, right? And he's tearing it up in the indie scene. Well, here's the problem. The day before was all these storms. A lot of flights got canceled wherever he was. So now it's like, oh, son of a bitch. Like, that sucks. And so they had to, like, finally they were able to get him on a plane. His plane wasn't going to land on Friday night until 9.45. What time was his match? Well, originally he had the first match, but things got moved around from for other circumstances I don't want to bore you guys with. But So he got bumped into being in the main event because the guy that was going to wrestle in the main event couldn't make it because of a family emergency. So that helped. Main event's still going to be probably around 10.30-ish. Oh, right? Had it not been for that fire alarm... We don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like in a roundabout weird way, that delayed things well enough. So Jeff gets off of a plane, and one of the cardinal rules of wrestlers is it doesn't matter what you think. When you're on a plane, you never check your gear. Always bring it with you. you. Always, That's right. Yeah. It won't show up, man. Right. You I've always, lost guitars, dude. Right. You always put your, your wrestling gear in the carry-on because you just never know. So the minute he landed, somebody was picking him up. He basically hightailed, and I think somebody stuck, stood behind to grab whatever else. But he got off the plane, got in the car, got changed as he was being driven to Washington Hall while on the phone with the guy who he's going to be wrestling, figuring out what they're going to do because they don't know. You know, originally the plan was I'll get there with a little bit of time and we can do all this, but there wasn't going to be any time. Wow. So he literally parked, 
got into the hall, and maybe 10 minutes later, got in the ring and wrestled. You put on a good show? An unbelievable match. They nailed it. They killed it. Uh, Ah, that's cool. They brought the house down. It was a great match. Probably second second best match, maybe third best match of the night. Like There were so many good matches. It was was just an insanely fun time. But I was just watching this with so much respect for the guy because you think he'd walk in like just guns a-blazing, kind of pissed off. No, big smile on his face. Just love yeah, and really for making it there at that made point, it. you know. Yeah. yeah, and he's got like this cool, like Hawaiian chill vibe to him. He's from Honolulu and went in there, and he's a big dude. Like you don't want to mess with this guy. Like, and he was a former Olympian. Like he, like legit, like you know, not just like he in the world of fake wrestling. Like he's a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, when he went in there and those two put on such a great show, I had so much respect for him. I already did, but like just to see how didn't let anything phase him. Rolled with the punches, literally, and put on a great match against Davy Richards, who also was great too. It was it was so much fun. That's man. awesome. Yeah, it was. But that was like, had it not been for that fire alarm, like some of us were joking, like did Jeff contact yeah, someone. Who did that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be late. What are we going to do? I know. <laughs> right, let's evacuate the building. Yeah, in the pouring rain. Here's what we'll do. Yeah. So for a second, I was like, God, am I getting sick? My throat feels really scratchy. Oh, that's right. I sang poison earlier. Okay. Yeah, don't like I started coughing and stuff. I'm like, I, I can't get sick this weekend. Even if I am, I'm patient zeroing. I don't give a crap. Isn't that funny when like you have something big going on in your life? All of a sudden, like your body messes with you. Like your mind tells you well, you're getting it, sick. It you're getting sick. The, uh, it, it might be the ridiculous roller coaster. This because yesterday I got a little stuffy and started sneezing, and I was like, man, am I getting sick? And I think it's just like uh, pollen. No pollen. Spring. I don't know yet. What's happening? It and is. And I think a that's what's right happening now. probably yeah. to all three of us. Right. Man. Like I don't feel ill, but like. I've had a couple moments where I felt a little sniffly, and right now I think it's more from trying to sing like Brett Michaels. I mean, that's a very <laughs> impossible task, as Glenn would know, as being a great singer like he Uniquely is. Uniquely talented guy, Brett. It's one that's of the an best. Interesting way to put yeah, that. Most of uh, the talents in the headband, I think. There. Uh, <laughs> that said, he's had sex with some phenomenal women, and I, uh, I remember that Pam I Anderson got, sex I got, tape. I got to tip my bandana to him, dude. I Wait, remember. he was in the Pam Anderson sex tape. He, he was yeah. the fir- before Tommy Lee. There was a Pam Anderson Brett Michaels sex tape. Yeah. Whoa! I didn't even know about that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm sure it's on the internet. I'm sure. I would imagine that that he does quite well. I mean, if you can hate his music, but he's probably a really nice guy. And as far as, you know, remarkable women, I would bet. Brett's done pretty well. Well, yeah, that like show Rock of Love. I was about to say, like, how yeah. many seasons of Rock of Love? I mean, there's at least 20, 30 I've never girls watched right there. any of that. Oh, neither oh, have I. It was yeah, awesome. I don't think. Oh, really? You watched <laughs> it? Because just the best part about Brett Michaels, and I actually became more of a fan of him because of it's like, you know, he, obviously, we don't see it, but. Email. Yes, I did. All right. So. You've got porn. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Brett Michaels? We've got the video for you. But the best part about that show was, yeah, he had the pick of the litter of all these chicks, and I'm sure he was banging some of them when the cameras were off, or maybe the cameras were on. We just haven't seen that footage. Right. But when drama started happening and girls would start bitching to him about other girls, he would just pass them off. I think his name was Big John or something like that. Do something with this. His roadie that was his cohort on the show, and he'd be like, handle it. And then that guy would step in and be like, blah, 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 blah. Tell me what's wrong. This then, and probably had sex with the girls too, yeah. for all we know. But I mean, I would imagine he needs some I kind need of. I need that. A guy me, that. Me, 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 me. Handle it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You need your own Big John. Yeah, I know. But it's fine. I'm looking at Alice in Chains. And I'm getting easily distracted because I always, whenever I hear the song Sick Man, it brings me back to a time where I was on some kind of a hallucinogenic drug with one of my buddies. And we're like, let's listen to Alice in Chains. That will be a good idea. And at first, for the first four songs, it was dark kind of a trip, but it was still fun. Like, because you're like, man, the talent in this band, you can feel 
you could feel the heartache mm-hmm. in his vocals and in his lyrics. But then when this song started playing, and you're just like, all right, let's listen to Sick Man. <laughs> so you're like, okay, feeling pretty good. Yay! But- Get it! Scared. You're like... Like, why is he yelling at us? Uh-oh, I remember no. we were all the rock sport in West Seattle years ago, and a buddy of mine, Brian, was like, "Dude, dude, dude! They have a new unreleased Alice in Chains single on the jukebox." And I'm like, "What's it called, dude?" He's like, "Iron Gland." I'm like, "No, no, 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 man! That's that little snippet of nothing from the Dirt record." No, dude, no, it's not. I'm telling you, don't spend your 75 cents. And he played it, and sure enough, it was just what I told him it was, which is like three seconds of them just grunting at the mic, and someone says red rum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's called Iron Gland. It's on that album. Yep, yep, yep. But he was like, no, man, it's a new song. I'm like, bro, I'm telling you. And he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I kind of do this time. I, <laughs> and he would not feel me on that. And then, you know, you get like four plays for your $8 and a yeah. pint of blood or whatever. And, and he, he just paid. He blew one on that. On a 40-second song. But is it 40? 40 seconds? You know what's funny? They don't even call it um, Iron Glass. They call it Untitled. Oh, see? Which is very weird. I think, well, I, I think it was I Am Iron Glass. This song, though, I remember when we were listening to it, we're like, all right, this is fine right here. But it's that part where it goes, ah! You're like, oh! Get it! Like, turn it off! It's that trigger moment where you're just like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh! Stop yelling at us. Let's see. Okay. Are you guys fans? I mean, honestly, there it is. This is what my buddy spent money on, and the whole bar had to sit through it. And why do they call it Untitled on here? I'm sure it's called Iron Gland. Are they singing about you? Yeah. How do you not come out to this? It's a good idea. It's like your entrance music. This is your theme song if you become a wrestler. kind of weird, but... Yeah, I'd be annoyed if I was at a bar. He did it, the whole bar stopped. And I'm like, I told you. <laughs> Red Run. <laughs> the new unreleased Alice in Chains song. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, man. Whoops. Are you guys... Um, is this, I think because I've spent so much time with, you know everything they released before Lane passed. Yeah. The only Alice I listen to anymore are the new albums, and I yep. think they're fantastic. I, I don't I don't know where people are at on those, but I've been jamming the double. Honestly, it's funny. Um, when Devil Put Dinosaurs Here first came out, I kind of thought that uh, Black Fades into Blue was better. Yep. Now when I go back to that record, I think they've actually gotten better again. Like the, I think Devil's a better record, dude. I go back and forth. Um, I'm typically leaning more towards uh, Black Gives Way to Blue. I think there's just too much of an emotional connection from, yeah, yeah. from the CD listening party that we threw where we get to hang out with the band oh, in uh, yeah. the planetarium or whatever it is. The uh, you know, in, um, The Science Center's thing, Science right? Center, yeah, yeah, the, the laser. laser. Pew, pew. And that was pretty cool. And then he also did like an acoustic performance before we listened to the record. So there's like a lot of... Oh, sure. My, my wife and I really geeked out over that record together. We got to see them side stage and I got to do a stage announcement and a lot, a lot of cool stuff that like makes me still fondly love that record. But when I put on The Devil Wears Dinosaur and, and I'm like... Or devil put dinosaurs here, or they wear them. I don't know. It depends on your dad. The devil wears what he wants, man. Buffalo Bill, he's wearing Prada. Benefits of being Satan. But I'll listen to that (laughs) that record, and I'm like, gosh, this is such a great record. It's good. I hate that people give it such backlash because William Duvall singing. It's not lame. It's like guys. 
Lane passed away. They You're can't get him back. Yeah. Other three members of the band are remarkably talented. I can't help but notice you own a lot of later day Van Halen. What is your problem? Right. Or ACDC. Yeah, what is the problem? Or Metallica. Oh, I, mean, I, love, I love Back in Black, really. So, you, you know, Bon... Yeah, it irritates me that some Alice in Chains fans, and I love Lane. I have the deepest respect for Lane. I'm not oh, saying yeah. that. It just irritates me that it's like, man, get behind your band. And by the way, what they're putting out is really good. And it's, it's like great. I think it's great stuff, man. Even if it was crap and it's not, I'm not going to tell a band, like when people are like, they should have never done this again. It's like, well, you don't have to listen to any of the new stuff. You could just accept them as Alice in Chains with Lane Staley and never acknowledge the next chapter. But. Who are we to tell a band who's went through such awful crap for so many years and were so they lost their family that they want to pick up the pieces, put it back together, and be a band again? Who are we to tell them they yeah, can't be? Yeah, if, and well, it's it's you know what, what are you going to do? Tell a parent that loses a child they can never have a child again because right. it's just not right. That yeah. child's not like That's Jimmy. Messed up, man. Like those guys are remarkably talented, and I'm excited and proud for everything they're doing. Uh, I yeah, can't wait to hear more. stuff. I've just been jamming. Oh, I know. Actually, that, I think that's part of why with the uh, you know you cued Rooster earlier. Now I got him on the brain. Which, by the way, if you want to have some more fun regarding unreleased Alice. The closing track on Sap, mm-hmm. which I don't even know what it's called. It's like, Sex, uh, with the Radon Chong, Radon Chong. <laughs> Do you even know what I'm talking about, Rev? No idea. Okay, find Sap, and there's a song. It's like the hidden track on Sap. It's the last thing on the record, which Sap is killer. Sap's my favorite of the two acoustic records. Yeah, I got I, to I do Brother Sap- with Jerry that night uh, up at the Paragon. It was so cool. Um, All right, so Sap EP, got it. So find the last song. The love song, Hidden Track. Yeah, here you go, kids. This is the new single by Alice in Chains. <laughs> Play it on the jukebox at a packed bar and lose a bet with Glenn. Oh, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I thought you were making that noise, Steve. No. I thought you were doing that with your no butt No one's rap. making any sounds. Who's playing the fart sound in Alice in Chains, I wonder? fans, remember this? And this is on their acoustic record, which is funny. This is the second thing they ever put out. This followed uh, Facelift. Yep. I like how certain farts are longer than other farts. I feel like that's Sean Kinney playing the farts. I'd love to know what the, what's being said through that megaphone, too. It's probably stuff that we can't play on this podcast, but... this like at London Bridge I would imagine after they hit stop are they all like yep that's it this is how we end the record just shows what kind of a weird sense of humor this band had wow yeah I'm I'm calling you out Allison Chains fans remember (laughs) this people are like oh deep cuts like the rodeo song like rodeo song everyone's loves here Love Radon, can you hear him? Radon, Chong. 
I wonder if Ray Dong Chong has, or Ray Don Chong. Ray Dong Chong is a different actor. Yeah, absolutely. Was that an F word? I have no idea. I, don't think I so. can't tell. I'll check back at the later day. It might have been. Or just leave it in there. Someone We're just will playing you some new unreleased Alice in Chains kits. Calling you out. This reminds me of uh, Undertow's secret song. Oh, uh, yeah. Tools, Undertow. I think my favorite secret Live, song. Breathe, breathe oh, life. yeah, that thing. The, the cries of the carrots. Yeah. yeah, I actually did a, a, a report for school with, uh, with uh, based on that. Here's the, the breakdown. The cries of the carrots. If I was on a mushroom trip with this, mm, it's over. I'm gonna have to listen to this. This, this is weekend. when I pump into Steve's house at three in the morning. <laughs> that would freak that our whole ears, ears, right yeah, dude. Actually, this would be really sweet haunted house music. The ending. Yeah. I wonder if that was on the same piano <gasps> that the more I run was written safe on. Safe bet. Or performed on. Safe bet, yeah. yeah. I would say that's a safe and, bet. And also Pearl Jim's black. And also yeah. Mother Love Bones, uh, Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns. And Allison Chains' I Love You. That's right. Or, or would it be Allison Chains? Do you, do you, when you pluralize that, if you write it, you just put an apostrophe after the S. Yes. Do you say Allison Chains' then if you have to speak it? Hmm. Allison Chains' yeah. Chains's new record. Allison Chains' new record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you just put so the written, uh, apostrophe you, after the S. Right, Allison when it's written, Chains, but when yeah, you enunciate yeah. it, you say Allison Chains's. Because mm-hmm. you would say Chris's. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it just, it sounds not at all like it uh, right, is right. written. Because you, if you do Glenn's, there's an apostrophe with the S, but yeah. if your name ends in S, you put the apostrophe after yeah. the S. Glenn's is. All right, there's your English moment of the day. Uh, and let's do <laughs> our voicemails, emails, <laughs> and text messages. <laughs> Sorry about that. English 101. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. I'm like looking at what is my favorite off of this record? Is it Brother, Got Me Wrong, Right Turner, Am I Inside? Uh, they're all amazing. I feel like Got um, Me Wrong might be the one. JT and I played Got Me Wrong Saturday night, and the whole bar Ooh. sang it with us. It's the whole so bar good. sang it. Oh, yeah, when the chorus kicks in. Dude, they were, yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, I mean, I love Jar of Flies, don't get me wrong, and I think Jar of Flies was more successful because yep. Dirt was more successful. And, and Jar of so Flies the band was, like, was growing, yeah. you know, but uh, honestly, Sap is a gem that I think a lot of Alice fans forget even exists. Like I said, this is my favorite of the two. Of, if you had to Mine pit, too. Mine Sap too. versus Jar of Flies, it's not even, there's not even like, I can't even debate it in my own brain, it's just instantly Sap. Yeah. Because I remember when I first heard this, after falling in love with um, Facelift, yeah. and then hearing this, I'm like, whoa, That's like, cool. these guys are more than just a loud, dark band. They're dark, but also they can 
really write incredible acoustic well, songs. Jerry, I mean, you know, his his playing went through a lot of different kind of styles too. Like by the time he played Dirt, it was more creative and anger and blitz. Like this, and then Facelift was when he was really. I mean, he's kind of getting back there now where it's almost Gilmore-esque, these big sweeping bends, and even his tone was different. He was all pretty much stock marshals back then. And But, I mean, his playing on Facelift and his playing on Sap as a lead player, I always thought was some of the best stuff he ever captured. Yeah. Um, not that he didn't do some really cool solos on Dirt and then even the Three-Legged Dog album. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of noise art and scramble, and, and, and yeah. it's... it's A it's, lot of abrasiveness. Well, he's, he's literally expressing a vibe through the guitar, which is... Cool. It's amazing. He's not just doing the one thing. Yeah. Um, just shows how 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 far the guy will push. You know, which is rad. But if you listen to his playing on this record and on Facelift, man. Like even th- dude, th- we've all heard a million times. With that guitar solo, the the two stage guitar solo for Man in the Box. Oh, dude, just tasty. You the know, guitar and, solo on this song is pretty awesome. Oh, it's too. killer. Well, they're and they're all over the places. He's not just ear candy. How we're all just zoning out. I know. <laughs> Excuse me? This song is in Clerks. Am I wrong? Oh, I'm almost know. certain it got me wrong to in, Clerks. In the first Clerks? Yeah. I don't know if they could afford any sort of music. I am almost certain it's in Clerks. At that time, maybe Alice would make and a $1 a bet. Oh, they might have just said, dude, we loved it. We'd love to. Yeah. It's just I am cool almost certain it's in Clerks. Man, but then it might be in Clerks around the time they first introduced Jay, or not Jay. Um, oh, wow, this is cool. Is this the one with uh, this is Cornell? inside myself? No, this might have Anne or Nancy Wilson. On. Oh, okay, then right turn. Then it's the one with, with um, the Alice in Mud Jam or Alice in Mud Garden. Yeah, at the end Alice he says, "Hard to believe." Yeah. Got me wrong was in Clerks. Aha! There's Cornell. Oh, this is my favorite off of the record. Cornell belting in the backing. It was when Randall first appears. When Randall first appears. Thought so. Wow. There's the whole segment. He, he walks up to the store. The lady's waiting to get her video. He comes in this door, goes out that door. Yeah. I have a movie problem. Yeah, you do. Good problem to have. I guess. All right, let's check out our... Uh, Rogue One's out on DVD, by the way. I just want to throw it out there. Oh, I noticed shit. it's available for rent or purchase on On Demand. Oh, I'd already watched it about three times on Put Locker, but I bought it immediately as soon as I saw it. On- saw it once in the theaters, liked it, but uh, the only thing I've seen online, uh, they did a shot, uh, 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 an edit from the ending of that to the beginning of A New Hope. Where they're still, where yeah, Vader's it's, it's still chasing. It sets up the new hope. It's, it, it's really well done. Oh, it's perfect. I got goosebumps right now thinking about it, but just when you see Vader for the first time at the end of Rogue One, oh, and, and he starts wrecking fools. Oh, exactly, oh, man. Okay. No, I, I literally hit up my buddies. I'm like, this is the Star Wars movie you've been waiting for for 30 years. Mm-hmm. They finally. Well, they finally did it right. Mm-hmm. It was treated with 
seriousness and gravity, and these are a people at war, and it was the material was finally treated right. And I mean, even as a fan of Jedi, by the time you get into the Ewoks and stuff, okay, we're getting a little Disney, man, but whereas Star Wars and Empire were fairly serious movies with humor just because the characters were so good. See, I, I still contend that the Ewok Christmas special is the best thing. That, you get <laughs> oh, out of here. man. You know, and you know that I don't, I don't believe the prequels exist. I'm just in flat denial about those films don't exist. I, yeah, I, I watched episode one. What, and what's then, that? <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. It's yeah. nothing. I, I didn't like any of those. Like I, I tried watching the any other ones. I know exactly. They suck. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, Rev. Um, and, oh, I'm fine with you that. know. It's funny. Like, Rogue, sorry, BJ, Rogue One was Rogue One go. was done so well that even though I really liked The Force Awakens, The Force Awakens feels a bit lighthearted and campy to me by comparison. Wow. And I really like The Force Awakens, but Rogue One to me, it's like, man, they nailed it. I mean, they. Nailed it. So if you haven't seen it, and then the the care to detail they took and the way they stitched it together with the first film, A New Hope, um, just brilliant. Even the way the characters look, the sets, the way the fighters move, the way the X-Wings and Y-Wings fly through space, it it harkens back to 77 without feeling like a throwback. It's so well done. Rev, is that the one that you didn't like? Uh, yeah, I had some issues with it. See, but he Point, liked the prequels too. Uh, well, I was I'm sitting I'm with a devil worshiper. Somewhat okay with the prequels. The somewhat okay. You somewhat okay. Phantom with- Menace doesn't exist. It's uh, kind of outside of its own thing. But uh, two and three work well with building up the mythos of what's going on with uh, all the past. No, there it's are so some poorly done. Th- I'm not disagreeing. Great actors, terrible directing, and a CGI nightmare. Uh, I thought the CGI was pretty awesome, but it does overtake. Everything. And that's, I what mean, I'm, that's what I'm and, saying. It did look awesome, but General that's Grievous, all it did. Yeah, and General Grievous is nothing more than a mustache twirling uh, bad guy that's trying tying it's just people so, to the train tracks. And sort what's of thing. the story? And why do you care? And why am I involved? It's just what the you've got these amazing actors. The best thing Lucas could have done is stepped away. One of, um, and one of the things I like, I was like, I really like and villains. Maybe get some rewrites going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, my. God, what I like are we villains, and I like to see the the genesis of what creates a villain. So that was interesting to me. But yeah, I mean, uh, Anakin threw it all he, turns into a whiner, well, and he's dude, a little bit of a the bitch through the whole thing. Magical face makeover. I mean, what the what was that? I did. Well, it's it's the dark side. It takes yeah, over you. You do, yeah. if you if you if that's your problem with it, I've got a lot of. You problems need to find other it. problems with it because that makes sense in the lore of no, Star it was Wars. No, like the lightsaber flashed back on his face, and that made him ugly. And now I'm no, evil. It was, it was him. so lame. It was him. You. So the lame. dark side of the force, which was corrupting him, which was showing him on the outside what he was on the inside, you knob. Sorry. I'm not with you on this. I don't. Well, okay, you know what? That is a great explanation. That is. Uh, that, that's the best explanation I've heard yet. I can explain some of the problems. I mean, there's a lot of problems with the movies. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, Obi-Wan aged, aged badly. Even the timelines don't quite line up. Well, yeah. It's like, what was he doing on Tatooine? Just hitting the needle? I mean, he aged badly. <laughs> Dude, it's that sun out there, you know? All the UV doesn't have any sunscreen. <laughs> he loses them enough too, sleep. Too. Yeah. He, he was way too close to the yep. Sarlacc. There's, is, a bunch of, there's a bunch of suns there. You never get any time off. <laughs> uh, good, I'm just oh, making Good excuses. chat. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Nice. So how did we even get on that tear? But you didn't like Rogue One? 
I, I had some issues with character development. It's interesting when you have a movie that's a standalone where you don't really let any of the characters. Oh, this is good. Uh, they don't let any of the characters like they're not, they're not fleshed out at all. They're it, really it, one dimensional. It jumps and around pretty quick. I will I will say that the first time I saw it, I was like, whoa, okay, I'm keeping up. But it jumps around quite a lot. The second or third time you see it. Um, and I never gave it more than just a one time. Yeah, once you'll, you'll find that actually the character development's there, but they build the story. Honestly, they could have done with maybe even another hour. They build the story so quickly yeah. that you, but yeah, second or third viewing, and I, there's I a, think you'll see what I'm talking about. Like, oh, okay, I'm getting this. It's just it, the front half of it jumps around so much yeah, they that have it's to inter- hard to latch on to. They have to introduce all these characters. And explain just, what's happening. And then yeah. they're just going to kill them off and that sort of thing. And it's like, Oh, huge spoiler alert there. Whatever. If you you haven't seen it now. I can't help you. I feel like I'm gonna listen to this song at have three in the morning it, over Steve? the weekend. Yeah. No, I haven't. I have no see, idea, guys. Huge I, spoiler uh, alert. I have no uh, idea. Uh, no, I'm uh, just jamming uh, out to uh, the song, uh, so you guys uh, are fine. Can I see the photos of uh, what's she? Rachel she's Barley. Wait, wheat. Oh, it's gonna call Rachel Wheat. Barley. Yeah. Rachel Wheat. The one that hops. I don't know. She's. I heard her name. Rachel and, uh, IPA. You know, it was like I bread mean, and uh, yeah. Right now, I feel like we're on a top forty morning show because they, in order do they to do, do a, this, they they always talk over music beds. Like this isn't a music so bed. So weird. Yeah. It's this like, is this is like the Blade soundtrack or something. It is. It's the opening scene to Blade. They're like, all right, we got some uh, text messages to read. Blurred, 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 blurred. You can reach us at 253-271-4787. That's keep right. It to the beat. First text message comes from. What Star Wars? It is. It totally is. <laughs> I didn't realize. No, no, no. I just heard the music. And oh, realized. yeah. This is the Imperial March Wars. by Darth Man. Darth Man. Hey guys, just turned 21 in Vegas. Pretty new to the podcast, but I love it all the same. You guys keep me going with your positivity. And you turned me on to Windowpane, which I jam to all the time. Now coming to see a show as soon as I get back. Love you guys. Rev, Glenn, and Steve. (laughs) Keep doing what you do. Stay positive. Sweeps are out. You are just drive-timing it all up right now. God, you're a ham. And then he sent us a picture of him with some sexy police officers. Did he really? You, are they really police officers? Well, yeah. If, if, oh, those are rave. Not, yeah. Oh, fuzzy boots. Those big boots are awesome. Oh, yeah. There's a video online of a dude who uh, is who manages to DJ the Imperial March uh-huh. with not the Imperial March. You know, just how they get the two different vinyls and they're doing yeah. it. And he cuts the Imperial March just with two different songs. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. It's so cool. Our next uh, text message is comes from Taylor and Puyall. Whoop, whoop. I don't know why. <laughs> hey guys, just want to say congrats to the amazing Glenn from Windowpane for winning. Whoa. Look at that <laughs> butt. Oh yeah. Becky. Okay. Nom, nom, Is that nom, Rachel nom, Barley? Nom. That's Rachel Barley. Nom, 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 nom. The words good and eating seem to pop into my mind. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about your band, Windowpane. Oh, cool, yeah. From Taylor and Puyall. He says congratulations on winning the Seattle Rumble. Oh, well thanks. deserving. Thanks awesome band and even a better guy. Would love to try and make it to the show on the third. <laughs> Thanks for the infection positivity. He's puking his words. This past 18 months have been the hard... Oh, okay. No, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's your Casey Kasem dead dog moment right there. Segue into that, man. <laughs> what kind of upbeat music is this when I got a text to read? No, thanks for the love, bro. Seriously. And then we're getting into the back half there. He just says the eight, past 18 months have been the hardest of my life. You guys truly make a huge difference. I love Aww. you guys from Taylor and Puyall. Well, thank, thank you, Taylor. Taylor. Uh, we've met Taylor. He's been in here to watch the podcast. Oh, awesome, awesome dude. So thank you for uh, piping in and hopefully um, whatever crap you're dealing with, you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's all we can really hope and for. And congrats to Windowpane, man, winning the Seattle Rock Rumble. Yeah. The, I mean, the Cinderella story 
And that was. Uh, it's funny what when Red was sprawled on your couch and you were wondering whether or not you were incarcerated. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was. She was. Steve was nude. I don't know how or why. He was wearing a football helmet. I'm not sure. Well, then he wasn't completely nude. Correct. I was doing an impression of the Liberty Bell for her. You no, know, that's that's what I was. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the bell ring. My legs. It's a fireman's hat sitting on a pair of clown shoes. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what I was talking to Ryan and, and Hair Club about because I kind of, literally, the members of Windowpane felt really sort of sheepish. Like we. We weren't supposed to win that, and mm-hmm. so I was kind of like, "Hey guys, are we cool?" And they're like, "Man, yeah, of course." And I'm like, "Okay, good." I get why because you'd be we yeah. really, we really, and, and a lot of people said, "What did you win?" I'm like, "We didn't win anything. This was all set up so that people that signed up, rockaholics that were signed up for the app, could win concert tickets." And we we saw that we were part of it in the lower tiers, and we're like, "Well, that's cool. It was nicely included." It'd us. be fun to send out the army and have some fun with it. Well, I remember somebody posting on your Facebook like, "Hey, I voted for you guys," and you guys were like, "What? What, so what are you that's talking what about?" I get to. <laughs> and a uh, KSW listener hipped them to what was going on. It wasn't like they were oh, like wow. on board or knew that this. We was We weren't on. paying attention to it. We went, "Oh, that's cool that our names included in this," but we really weren't paying attention. And the way it went down, literally, is. We knew it was going on, but we really weren't following it. We were just flattered that our band was included. And I was driving to work, and you and BJ were literally talking about it. And it's mm. the first time someone said Cinderella story. And BJ was like, dude, what a Cinderella story. Windowpane just keeps winning, and now they're up against when Soundgarden. You, you beat, like, Soundgarden? I think you beat Jimmy? We hadn't beaten Soundgarden yet. So I, I called Tony, and I went, dude, I was just listening to the BJ Shea show. It's uh, BJ and Migs there. Yeah, 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 come on. I'm not forget. Oh, uh, who BJ are you? I'm, I'm the Migs, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been fun talking about this contest, guy, but I've got more awesome beats to listen to. So I am a long-time listener, so that <laughs> slips out. Time. It's like a Freudian slip, man. I'm, I've been a fan that long. Long-time listener. <laughs> Steve the Reducer. Um, <laughs> you reduced me to nothing know, by so not saying my name. Oh, bitch. Yeah, dude, when they updated him, I took a photo of the work van. I'm like, look, look at the display of my work van. I texted him because it said BJ and Meg's on there. I'm like, that's what your station's out pulsing. And he's like, I, I know, but it's very exciting that you're excited. <laughs> and then Glenn took his uh, electrical tape and put it over the Meg's part so that it's still yeah, just BJ. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would scroll, so I'd have to hold my thumb up at a certain time to follow it right. But yeah, at, at that point, we went, whoa, because, again, and Tony and I aren't sports guys, so mm. we saw this bracketing thing, and you'd go in, and you'd click it, and it would say, your pick wrong, and we didn't understand what that meant, and we thought maybe it was all predecided, and we really didn't understand. Right. Um, so when I told him that it had been mentioned on the BJ and Meg's show, we decided, well, let's maybe start telling people about this, and that's when we did, and then our fans voted us past Soundgarden, then our fans voted us past Mother Love Bone. Then our fans voted us past Jimi Hendrix, yeah. and then our fans voted us past Alice in Chains. And while that was all very exciting and very cool, we were kind of like, oh man. And there were some people. There was a couple different incidents. Um, there was one, actually a musician in particular, that straight up, like, and he's you know, apparently recently still making harsh cracks. Oh. Um, but there, the venom came, which if you saw my so big- sad. I If know. you saw my big post where literally said, no one is saying that we are better than, literally just more of our fans voted for us than fans of these bands. And here's probably why. Does Allison Chains really need to win anything? You know, and, and, and so I, I put up, you know, for you guys out there, I can reshare it or whatever, you know, but it's it's out there. It's on my Facebook. It's easy enough to find. It was reshared, I think, by Taryn, reshared my- yep. And Window Pain also reshared it. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, we were very flattered, and it was something that our fans did for us. It was something totally. we didn't expect and didn't see coming, but it was really, really cool. That's awesome. Really, really cool. And it's sad 
in my opinion, that you had to put out a, a long, lengthy post to explain to people, hey, look, we don't feel better than these bands. We're just flattered that people voted for us. It's sad that somebody would go down that road of instead of being like, man, that's awesome. Good for you and good for your fans for rallying and getting you guys to win. And no shape, as anyone saying, it's music. There's no way to say one band is better than the other. It's so subjective. And I said and all it's, that and, too. Right. Yeah. And it's sad that there's somebody out there, and, and, and there's always going to be somebody out there that's like, well, blah, 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 this is bullcrap. And it's like, what does it matter to you, man? It's just a silly, well, and fun way for us to give away a trip to yeah, see Soundgarden. We didn't even yeah. win it. You know, and honestly, man, it was 95% love. Yeah. And then 3%. Absolutely. Hey, 3%, hey, window pane's great, but come on. And then 2%, this is BS. So that thing I put out really was only aimed at about 5% of the people out there in the world. And we even hit up Terran, and we were like, how bad is this? And Terran's like, oh, it's like eight people. Most right. people are really excited. It's like eight people, guys. And we were like... Okay, good. But that that's why but I was those having eight people sting for some and, and, Well, yeah. They, I put what I put is, out yeah, because yeah. Uh, and I think even our fans appreciate reading that because it's it's not like a hell yeah, woohoo kind we of thing. We're not that kind of yeah, band. We're so better than Mother Love. Bone. Even to our fans or to the people that weren't our fans that voted for us cuz I know that that happened to a degree too. Um I put that out there for everyone. I voted everyone. for Sir Mix-a-Lot every time. Just to, which I appreciate. <laughs> I wanted Sir Mix-a-Lot well, to I win know. it. Yeah. Um I know. I, I love that video for Baby's Got Back. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then there was Put Them on the Glass, which you can only see on the Playboy channel. <laughs> but I remember these things. Um, I put that out for our fans just because I think it's important to be a classy winner. Yeah. And I think that humility and honesty is the thing that is probably most important. Yeah. You know, Being fully transparent. The whole, how you oh, feel man, like. yeah, dude, we rocked it tough. We are just not that kind of band. We're not that kind of people. Actually, there was one guy... Um, one of these comments, I took a photo image of it, man, so I can read it yeah, to you guys. While, while you're looking for it, um, hold on, I'll, I'll give you this. So. Here it was, dude. This was Jeff Laybourne. This was his comment. It said, uh, it's because you're, you're a band of the people, the band we all wish we could be a part of. Like if we were rock stars, but not the pretentious self-absorbed kind, the kind that remembers where they come from and doesn't get lost in the hype. You guys are us, and we are you. Oh, that's that was cool. from a fan. That means a lot. That was beyond cool and comments like that is part of why I took the time to write what I write or wrote write what I wrote but yeah sorry the trance music totally jumbled me up but anyway that was super exciting and very very cool and I definitely want to say because I, I started sharing my hey vote for us on the Migs cast page so I want to thank all the Migs cast listeners that that, that uh, they rallied they, they rallied, rallied and it know? was awesome dude I was very happy for you guys it's just I, mean, I started throwing it up there I'm like should I be doing this yes, and I'm like they'd be, yeah. they'd be mad at me if I didn't. You know? Yeah. I know people so. give us a hard time because we didn't talk about Rachel Barley running for one of the rock girls. And I'm like, finally, I roped someone back because they're like, oh, is it, you know, did they have issues with Rachel Barley? Or, and I'm like, dude, honestly, I forget to promote the damn podcast party that we were having. <laughs> yeah, right. And I only remember usually till the very end. It's never, there's never an intentional yeah, no. reason behind anything I do. More often than not, if I if I leave something out or forget to mention somebody or give props to something, it's because my brain is going a million miles a minute and, and I just completely brain farted on it. Yeah. it it's, it's never because I'm intentionally trying to... Thank you, Rev. Like, like the way I out. farted on the I farted on the and Migs thing a few minutes ago. Well, that was and intentional. I can yeah. still there's still daggers PJ in my chest. PJ and he, he he looked at me like remember sorry, where you are. I can't, I can't hear you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 
amazing. Sweet. Oh, man. This is, we got this is a good uh, text message at 253-271-4787. I blame you guys. Every time somebody says glorious, I hear the drop. Seriously, it makes me giggle every time I have to then explain to people why. Dude, I went to Jeff Die, yeah. and he came out to that, and uh, be and like I think Michelle and I were the only ones that like got a like. We gave you guys a, went wild. Yeah, like everyone's like, "Oh, this is great." Kind of egotistical for this comedian to come out to this. Glorious. But we're like, oh no, I get why he's coming out to this. Dude, that episode, I Brilliant. think I listened yeah. to the Glorious episode about ten times. It's so awesome. It's so good. It was well, sick. Dude, when I was in Orlando, <laughs> we got to do a bunch of interviews with wrestlers, and they're all milling about, and their PR person would bring somebody to the table. Sure as ass, who's walking right by us without a PR person carrying his championship belt because they make you carry the championship belt? Bobby freaking Rude. Nice. And I'm like, I didn't know what to do. Myself and AJ were both like, oh my God, that's Bobby Rude. Like, because he just looks glorious in person. Like, he's just a I don't have that effect. No. I look sloppy and disheveled. He is like in tip top shape. His, his clothes put fit together. In him. Like, yeah, his sweater yeah. is tight to show all his muscles. And he he just got that swagger to him. And I'm like, man, I wish we could get a picture or talk to him. But I'm like, I'm not going to bother him. He's not with a PR guy. My buddy uh, uh, Eric next to us just goes, Bobby Roode. And he's like, looks at him. He goes, oh, hey. And then sits down and does an interview with him. Oh, <laughs> dagger. All you gotta Swing do is and a miss. Speak up. Right. I just didn't want to bug him because he looked like he was on a mission to do something. Turns out he was he on a mission. He was on a mission to hang out with somebody he and make a new friend. <laughs> right. He wanted someone to talk to, which I thought was rather glorious. Speaking of missions, you know, uh, all the groundwork was laid. Honestly, I think uh, my well, you guys probably too. My life got so spun, but the music video, the Migs cast music video, yeah. All the groundwork's there. I even have a shot list, like a scene list. Oh, we still have to do that. Assemble. Oh, yeah. But it's just been an hours in the day because what was the other thing? The wing string. Misadventure. You guys were gonna stuff hot wings in my cornhole and make me yell oh, yeah. or something. Yep, wing pneumonia. Wing pneumonium. Yeah, I was thinking about that this morning too. I was actually thinking about that this morning. I heard a commercial for chicken wings. Oh man! And I'm like, oh, we got to do wing pneumonium still. We're gonna make it happen. Some wings. Yeah, now I want wings. God, I really want wings. Anyway, at some point we got to do our video. Yeah, because that would just be glorious, hilarious, and glorious. (laughs) It definitely would be. <laughs> uh, morning, guys. Uh, Migs, I'm a huge Tool fan, and I'm stoked they're coming to the Gorge. And I'm curious if you guys are fans and stoked as well. Also, as a drummer, what's your thoughts on Danny Carey's insane setup? And Glenn, as a Zeppelin fan, what are your thoughts on their cover of No Quarter? One more thing, check out the female Asian rock band Bandmade and their video Thrill, similar to Baby Metal. I'm guessing. Keep up the Ameri- uh, amazing or the American podcast. Uh, that's from Jai. <laughs> Um, I think Danny Carey, I got to sit front row Insane. a couple, yeah. three times I've oh, been definitely either fan. first or second row to watch Tool. And, and watching Maynard really isn't watching anything because he kind of ducks, he's mm-hmm. right next to the drum riser, he's got his own riser. So it's really watching the musicianship of the other guys. Mm-hmm. And watching Danny Carey, I'm not a fan of like an insane drum setup, but it makes all the sense in the world. I think he when he uses it, he uses every drum he uses and he uses them all tastefully. But it's not—that's what I'm saying. It's right. not obnoxious. It's no, tasteful. No, it's not like he's masturbating on the kit. He could be. I don't know. I don't see it from the waist <laughs> down. But 
it's an unbelievable performance, and every drum is utilized to the best of their abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Danny carries truly a one of the greatest drummers. It's a tool for him. He's not. It's not a. It's not a bunch of props. And uh, as a drummer, I like to air drum when I'm driving, or you know, b- bang on the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. It's a sign of an insanely talented drummer when I have no idea what the f he's doing half of the you're, time. You're yeah. using your rearview mirror for octobons and <laughs> right. You know who I compare? Like locally, I think like Will Andrews from uh, Ten Miles Wide. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know how the f he's even playing that. It's probably because he's a lefty and lefty. Drummers are weird, uh, and I'm a lefty, but I'm not a <laughs> yeah, lefty Will drummer. Will pushes himself pretty hard. He's though, a phenomenal man. drummer. Yeah, he's a yeah. phenomenal he drummer. He puts on a clinic. I mean, he is a drummer. Yeah, and, you know? and like Danny Carey, and I've told Will this before. I truly believe it. He also can show off how incredible of a drummer he is and do insane things during the songs, but for some reason, it works. Yeah, it's not like he's trying. The to... The songs don't get lost. Right, he's yeah. not trying to overpower the song. It's just he needs to do all this crazy stuff because the songs are crazy. Yeah, and so I that is cool. I think it's awesome. But um, your thoughts well, on no quarter? And I loved uh, the no quarter cover. I thought it was great. In fact, when they did that, I immediately came around to window pane and said, "Guys," um, and I think we were still a three piece at the time. So this is a long time ago before Tony was in the band. I was like, "Have you heard this? This is how Tool translated it. I have blended the Tool translation and the Led Zeppelin translation. I've made a demo." Mm. Let's do this. And Mike, our drummer at the time, would not get behind it. He was like, dude, it's slow. It's going to be boring. The crowd's going to be bored. And I'm like, dude, it's going to be killer. You know, I have literally blended the the tool version with the Zeppelin version, and I think it's going to be amazing. And we, Mark, Mark and I were both really into it. We could not sell Mike on it. He was convinced that the crowd was going to be bored out of their minds, and that would just be that. I mean, that said, when we did Window Paint Unplugged, we did Cashmere in its entirety and brought down the house. And it wasn't even electric. It was all acoustic, and we did cashmere and crush. So I've, I've always been bummed that we never got to do no quarter. So, but yeah, this, I thought this was phenomenal. Steve's getting it queued up here. Thought it was killer. I forgot even that they covered it. Yeah, I loved it I so much it, that I was I like, I literally worked up a full demo and handed it to my bandmates. Here's the demo. And my drummer was like, nope. Mike, that jerk. I know. I was very sad about that. <laughs> I love Mike. <laughs> yeah. I love Mike yeah, too, yeah, but yeah. he made me very sad. <laughs> no, I, and you know what? If you're going to make Glenn sad, that makes me very sad. See? Aww. So there it is. Yeah. From now on, when I think of Mike, I'm just going to have very loud Star Wars techno music playing right. to forget that he even exists. <laughs> Interestingly, as I recall, Maynard doesn't get the lyrics correct, but it doesn't matter. Really? Yeah, verse two, I think, is completely incorrect. But he probably just stepped in the booth and sang it and was like, man, that's cool. It's got the vibe. Let's do it. I mean, or knowing Maynard, who likes to, I think, troll everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it doesn't ruin it for me at all. Way. It doesn't ruin it for me at Some in the people, least. it totally will, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did it intentionally just to get under the skin of the mm-hmm. hardcore Zeppelin fans. <sighs> Didn't bother me, and I am a hardcore Zeppelin fan. Not hardcore enough. I guess. Hardcore. Adam Jones and his flanger. You take away his flanger and his delay pedal, I bet he'd just have a breakdown, dude. Whoever um, uploaded this video, it's the Tool No Quarter full HD version by Lovey Gab. They used um, iTunes Visualizer to make the music video, which is really trippy and cool. Oh, that's cool! Because all like the stars and the galaxies are going along with the beat. Yeah, I would have loved to deploy this at some club, man. I just wanted to, dude, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, and Mike might have been right. Who knows? But he was just like, man, people are going to be bored. Well, I mean, you know, maybe uh, this could be a cover that uh, Bruiser Brody decides to do. You make a good point. Yeah. And a strong argument. Yes. Again. And people will be bored. <laughs> and Edgar K will be like in the wings like, ah, 
I always knew that was a bad idea. <laughs> we're, we're Bruiser Brody, and we're here to bore you. Uh. <laughs> Boreas! <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fast forward just a little bit because it's boring. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Like 2000, maybe 2001 when they did this. I like the first comment on the YouTube page where I'm listening to this. It just says acid. Are you guys, <laughs> are you guys tool fans? Like tool Dude, fans? Love yeah. tool. Oh. Yeah. So I have uh, a really, really good friend of mine, um, and I watch him keep his name private just because I guess he could probably be in trouble for this. But he went to an audio school called Full Sail down in Florida that's a very expensive. It's funny you say that. Guess where uh, Bobby Roode and NXT Wrestling? Full Sail? They, re- they, they do it at Full Sail University, and the Full Sail students are the ones who produce NXT. Yeah. Wow. Um, and huh. my, Weird. My, my, how my buddy went on together. to- That's a huge school. The, he, uh, it is. It's an expensive school, but it's he went on, he's got a tremendous career. Did really well for himself. Again, I'm keeping his name private because he could get in trouble for this. It's, it's, um, it's um, James Cameron. Via oh. a buddy of his at Full Sail, he got for me a dat- of the demo that got Tool signed. Whoa. And I have that dat stashed, and I have that ripped to CD if you would like me. I would love to hear it. If you, I will burn that for you. Nice. And the only other person I, I was for a birthday present, I ripped a copy of that for Jolene. I was like, for the girl that has everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you ain't going to find this, sister. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the demo that got them signed. Um, and they put out that song Maynard's Dead on one of their box sets or something. I think they remixed it. This is the original Raw Oh, kind of rough cool. version. You've got Sober, I think Undertow. Um, I forget what else is on it, but they're all songs you've heard, but it's the pre-album arrangement. I'd love to hear that. It's very basement garage quality. It's and I mean, It doesn't suck. You can listen to it, but you can tell like, oh, this is the difference between a band that had a major label studio album made of these songs. And, and, and back then- These are the songs as they were when they made them You up. didn't have a computer that could do pretty much, you know, within no. reason what you could do in a studio. It was probably, they might have done it in a studio. Like on like a cassette a, a track. It could have been done that way or it could have been done in like a small, like, hey, my buddy's got a studio. It's only 200 bucks a day I still And that's have, where they made their demo I but. still have one of those Cassette 8 track Like those big consoles. The Tascams yeah, yeah I still have wow. one of those Yeah dude oh, I used to have a 4 track And I would squeeze I can't remember my tracks Because I would make these elaborate Like how did you do that But you'd record tracks 1 through 3 Then you'd dump them to 4 yep. yep Then you could do 1 and 2 Dump that to 3 Then 1 Dump that to 2 And then you had tra- And I would create These elaborate recordings People were like How did you do that I'm like It took a while Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? A lot of patience Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of patience yeah. man Tool's one of the bands Also when I got to see them live One of the few bands That I've actually caught Something that Like I've shared the story before Of when John Cena wrestled And he threw his t-shirt out And I caught it And I freaked out For a half a second And then realized What am I going to do With a sweaty man's Double XL T-shirt, like I'm not gonna wear it. So I gave it to a kid who was a big John Cena fan, even though everyone's chanting "throw it back" because that's kind of funny to throw it back at John Cena. <laughs> the only other thing I ever caught at a, a live event was Danny Carey's drumstick, oh, nice. and also Danny Carey's Gatorade bottle, which I didn't want. And I gave it to the guy next to me. And he started drinking out of it, and, ah. he's, and he's passing it around. And I'm like, I don't want Gross. this. Like that's weird. You, dude, Brett, when Pearl Jam toured with the Peppers, that was when they were doing the tidy whitey phase, where yeah, all the yeah. members were just up there in tidy whiteys. And Brett told me the story of Flea end of a show taking his tidy whiteys off, pitching them to the crowd, and two girls caught it. And they rang the underwear out uh, into their mouths. Done. I'm out. Wow. And I was like, what? And Brett's like, yeah, dude, it wigged me 
out. That'd be almost as bad oh. as when L7 used to throw with a bloody tampon. Girls, okay. This podcast's over. <laughs> you guys are you rang it out. No, okay. Well, I wasn't going to take it to the feminine hygiene product level, but yeah, when you were talking about cool. the Gatorade bottle, yep. and you're like, yeah, cool. these guys are drinking it. I'm like, that reminds me of this terrible that, story. No, yeah, that's like, like I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's cool. Yeah, but I'm imagine talking to someone as the show's over and getting smacked in the face with a pair of sweaty underwear. Like, uh, I'd be, I'd be pissed. Maybe they were just, really, <laughs> just really dehydrated and they just wouldn't want to take whatever no, they got. No? Gross. I think Brett called it essence of flea or something, oh, which made me laugh. Flea juice. But, uh, well, I caught a drumstick once. And that was that was awesome. I'm like, yeah, there you go. But even in that, like, I'm not a big collector guy. Like, I collect pictures. I like. Now, pictures. What are you gonna do with a drumstick? So yeah. I gave it to um, Remember Forrest Who used to be Our production director Yeah 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 He was a bigger Tool fan And so When he decided To move on And go to Atlanta I think For a new job mm-hmm. I gave it to him As a going away gift And he That's was like cool. Beside himself He's uh. like bro Are you sure And I'm like yeah man Like catching it Was the, the thrill for me But now it's just A piece I, I'm a drummer The thrill is gone Right I got, I got plenty <laughs> The of thrill is gone away so, Yeah <laughs> Uh, we got another uh, text message. Steve, Rev, Glenn, nearly one year ago, my wife and I started a business that's quickly grown to be... Se- I guess I could turn up. Are you stuff. hiring? Got <laughs> <laughs> to do that. Um, uh, my wife and I started a business quickly grown to be successful. We've had many arguments over the years of our marriage. We had one this morning, which was very bad, but I still try to get through the day working. Moments ago, she asked me to leave, so I did. There's still many details you don't know yet, but I just want to let you know that uh, a very tough time in my life is about to start, but I know I can rely on you three to be who you are and time bring me back to happiness thank you guys love you all man uh Yo, yeah brother hang in there i'm sorry mm-hmm. dude uh i i know i get it i'm sorry brother that uh, especially when you bring a business in into a relationship yeah. well it, maybe you guys can work it out man maybe you can pull it together brother i mean uh we're here for you we're pulling for you a thousand percent i have a close friend i remember having uh lunch recently with him and and, and i don't typically unsolicited give advice i mean I, I'll, I'll give like an opinion but i won't like but he legit asked for my advice, and he was telling me about how him and his wife were in a business together that he owns, and he brought her in as a worker, and all this, and then their marriage was kind of like falling apart. And I'm like, and he's like, I just don't want to give up on it. I'm like, dude, if I was you, I would sever the ties of the business yeah. and just you know, tell her you can't work here anymore. It's nothing. Well, it is personal. Um, th- th- that you just need it's to- It's the best thing for both of us if we're not working together. Right, and know. just be like, let's try this. Yeah, it's going to suck that I have to now hire somebody to do the job that you were doing, but give that a go before you call the marriage off. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that might be part of the problem is they're not getting any distance from each other. You need they to have, miss each other. They have you no time to, to miss calm each other. down or yeah. step away or, I mean, yeesh. You need time away from each other. You yeah. need to look forward to seeing each other at the end of the day. And if you're working together, you're going to get sick of each other. And then it's going to it's gonna spill over. So I don't know if that's what's going on with you guys. No, but Problems at work can equal problems at home. Problems at home can equal problems at work. And then everything's just... Downward spiral. Yeah, now you're in a circle, dude. And sometimes you don't want to take your problems at work home but if you're working with your significant other there's no other place for it to go right well, and, it's and just there so maybe because of that reason you're bottling those feelings up and because yeah. you don't want to bring work home with you and mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's a bag full of wet cats there brother i, I wish you the best <laughs> so i would say step one if you can end that business relationship just figure out who needs to keep the business and someone else do something else. And because and, with my buddy, I just saw him recently and I, of course, asked. I'm like, hey, how are things going? He goes, dude, 
it's not perfect. No marriage is, but he's like, it's so much better. Good. We get along so much better. Yeah. And and I'm sure I'm not the only person that gave him that advice. And I'm sure inside of him, he just needed affirmation. He probably knew that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that you got to hear it from one of your friends to be like, bro, as an outsider, this is stupid. And end the business relationship and then see if the, the personal relationship yeah, get some can distance. grow. Yeah. yeah, get some distance in there. One more text, and that's uh, tell, tell Glenn Sonic Reducer is amazing. Nice. Yeah, yeah, man. I guess I got to go listen to that again. That did come out good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. I'm noticing we're almost pretty much done, uh, um, but let's check out a couple voicemails. And cool. then we'll, uh, I we'll... think Rev's been kind of done since the L7 comment, oh, man. He, man, I don't need He's that. not even the, seated the, the, anymore. Like well, He's, he's checked just, out, dude. I'm not checked out. I had to change positions <laughs> A little bit, but that really it grossed me out. I don't want to, you know, be dipping no none of yeah, that. No, and, I'm not even. You don't have to even re-explain, brother. I, I really like L7. I have no issue with L7. I love L7. They uh, were one of my. Whatever favorites. happened to them? Because they were they were killing it for a while. They were recently. I think they recently played the Showbox. Every once in a while, they get back together and do some shows. I think just life at that you know, point. Who, you know, who else of that era that really? Um, this song's on Rock Band too. This is a great one. My favorite of their albums. This is a great album, but I love Hungry for Stink. Hey, that's a great that's name. That's an amazing name. But it's got that Andre song. I don't remember the Andre oh, song. Oh, okay, I'll get it. <laughs> this is one of my favorite. I'm, I'm thinking of like female-based bands of that era. era. Elastica. I always loved Elastica. They were more pop. Veruca Salt. Salt. That's who I was I thinking of. Veruca Salt was killer, man. I still blow my mind that the band Seether named themselves after Veruca Salt's song, Seether. Well, and am I... And they named it after Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Am I completely high uh, or did... Uh, Everlong was written, Dave Grohl was dating one of the chicks oh, really? from Veruca Salt, and Everlong was written about her. Now, that might be total, I'm way off the mark, but I thought that was the origin of Everlong. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I remember this song. Andre. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she doesn't sound sorry. This is like grunge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It is. Like Mud Honey. That's as fuzzy and raw yep. as it gets, man. It's one of those bands where if I hit the nostalgia trip and you just hit the YouTube and start going down that wormhole. The band Seether eventually covered the song Seether. Oh, really? That's weird. That's great. That's like uh, uh, Big Country, doing Big Country. If only Godsmack would cover Godsmack. Right? (laughs) And it copped to the fact that they named themselves after it. Yeah. I never thought that was very cool. Great. Good for him, man. Yeah, good for him. Every once I'm vacuuming my house listening to their greatest hits record as I'm like vacuuming, and I didn't realize that this was going to be on there, and I'm just like, I had to stop vacuuming. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> good on you guys. And then I found out, oh, they named themselves after that song. Nice! 
That is awesome. Ah, that is so cool. All right, she so got a voicemail. All right. Is that you? That is you. Oh, God, someone called the voicemail line. How blacked out were you here? This is Crooked King. Is this the song you were talking about? Yes, I don't remember it, but I was probably on the verge of tears. Whoa! That's weird. Uh, that's me coming apart. Yeah. yeah. Stop, thanks. The, the, <laughs> you're probably like, oh, got awkward. We better stop it. Awkward, awkward. Oh, Glenn's getting emotional. I think the set probably got better after that, but I was hammered and yeah that, i haven't listened to these voicemails i wonder if every voice someone must have called in live from that show yeah so what else you got all right let's see what's up megs chad oh, no. okay. Stevie, the packers fan um so first of all megs yes damn you i had to buy eat you live i went this because someone mentioned it on the last podcast yeah Stuck in my head for a day, and I had to buy it. So you got to eat those thank panties. You, kind of, sort of. <laughs> uh, Glenn. So I will see you on June third because I got yeah! my tickets for that show. Right on, man. And maybe make sense for this too, but I was curious: why do bands go to other places to go record albums? Is it a cost thing or an experience thing? Because well, the reason I ask is. Steve can attest to the last international, the greatest band ever. Thank you. Um, they're in, over in Europe. I can't remember where, but they're recording an album. And I like, know. I'm kind of curious. Why would they want to go do that? So I know you don't know them personally, but it's just a question. And Rev, huh. two things for you. Uh-oh. I'm going to say the seven dirty words you can't say on TV. Here we go. Hey. He did you a solid. He did. And... Jerk. Uh, I think your anniversary is coming up, so happy anniversary. Oh, yeah. And oh, is that correct? the show yeah. that forever starts tonight when you got married? If you don't get the joke, look up that lyric. You'll figure it out. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah. Stevie always brings it on his voicemails. <laughs> I already, Yeah, I already got the, uh, the wife uh, our anniversary gift because I, I couldn't wait, and it was getting shipped to us because uh, first anniversary is paper. So uh, one of our good friends, my good friends, Travis, uh, he's worked with Thrill on a comic book, The Blue Dart. Yes. Uh, and he's an amazing artist. Well, Vicky had him commission a shot of us in our steampunk garb. And it was a really neat, really cool picture. And it was a little, just a small one framed. So I got it blown up uh, to like 40 by 60. Yeah. And now it's hanging up in our house. Framed and everything? And- Not framed. It's canvas. Because frame would have cost like 300 expensive. bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. Like, I know. It's like, I, I love my wife. Not but, that much. Yeah, kind of on there, dude. And so, but it's it's gigantic. It's huge. It's beautiful. Like, I got it on iCanvas.com. Uh, and it was just perfect. That's killer. But there's no way I was waiting till our anniversary to, to give it to her. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't She already happy. sprung this on her. Oh, yeah. As soon as it came Did in. Did she dig it? Oh, yeah. She loved it. Oh, that's great, Yeah. Man. yeah it's super cool. And then she's just like. Just like a squealing, jaw dropped, I can't believe you did this. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. And it's like, it's, oh, I that's great, love man. when that happens. Right on. And it was funny because I'm looking at it and I was like, is this a little narcissistic? And she's like, F that. It's our wedding. And yeah. it's cool. You can have something cool, like that. Man. And it's yeah. your home. It's not like you're walking around like, well, I wouldn't even be a post if you had a t-shirt with it on it. <laughs> oh, if I walked in your house and saw that, I would be like, that is sick. Yeah, yeah. You know it what I mean, super dude? Cool. I really would. Yeah. I was just really glad about how it came out because I was working on it. You know, you do everything online and you just hope when it gets to you, it's going to be close to what you were hoping and for. And didn't you say that it, it, it was a lot bigger than you anticipated it to be? Yeah, because I don't like know 
like what the dimensions are. So I'm like, well, that one seems like an okay. I can afford this one. 40 by 60. I'm not sure what that means other than 40 inches by 60 tra- inches. So I have like traditional theater posters. I have like Outlaw Josie Wheels and Big yeah. Club and Little China Frame. And yeah. I think those are 28 by... Yeah, so it's bigger than that. 28 by 38. And those are big. Yeah, this thing is gigantic. And I was like, well, it's a little big, but whatever. No, it's, it's kind of cool, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. It was super, it was yeah, super awesome. It, man. Do it. <laughs> well, I Do did it, bro. It. And you did it. Mm-hmm. No, it's pretty awesome. I saw yeah. the picture of it. It looks That's rad. Well, happy, happy awesome. early anniversary, man. Well, thank you. Nice. All right, let's check out another voicemail. Well, hello, Bridgecast. It's Bean. This is Ben. No, 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 no. This is Ziggy. Uh, first off, want to say, Glenn, if you're there, Glenn, congratulations on winning the Rock Thanks, Duel brother. Extreme Murder Fest. We were not supposed to win. Surprise, we are Rudy. Draw card competition over at the KSW Bracket Machine Gizmatron. That's how I described it as you well. You learned it, brother. <laughs> Gizmatron, brother. Uh, also, here's Ziggy with another, well, it's not really drunk, which I'll at this point, kind of cross-faded, but hey, no, it's perfect. I got to meet this guy. Right, Steve. You missed him at um uh, at Laser Tag at Virtual Sports. <sighs> I missed a lot. Ziggy and I Ike the work. Bear came. Yeah. I was so bummed. I mean, there's been a couple things lately that have really bummed me out regarding my inability to be a part Scheduling. of something. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I missed, I missed a cast, which I hate that more than anything. That was when my car was catching fire and whatnot. <laughs> that was, you know, but then, yeah, I missed the, the laser tag thing because I had to work. Yeah, he was there. Well, it makes me sad, well, man. We'll get him in studio. To, me out. He's hung out before on the podcast. We'll get him to play to, laser tag. We'll do it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, true story. True um, story. Lars, being from Denmark. And Kirk Hammett, being from the sunny shoals of California, uh, they used to make out from James Hetfield just to, uh, sorry, cracking a beer, just to make him mad because he felt icky about dude on dude action. Really? Yeah. How Jane's addiction of them. Uh, <laughs> right? Love you guys. Bye. What was that music video? Was that Aeroplane? Uh, no. One Hot yeah. Minute? They, they put out a... It warped. was on, warped. Yeah, it was warped. Jane's addiction had a short movie they put out, I think, called The Gift. Yep. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that those guys, on they're it. on so much heroin. They're like, yeah, you know, whatever. But I think lips it's Perry uh, and Navarro Kiss. Yeah. And then there's that whole weird figmented story about his girlfriend ODing. And then I remember. That was a weird video. Oh, it's really weird. And then yeah. Navarro's like, want to see this trick my eel can do? And he reaches in the fish tank, grabs the eel by the tail, whaps it on the floor, and throws it back in the fish tank. <laughs> Which is both amusing and just like, dude, I'm pretty sure you just killed that eel. But it's yeah, just I an don't eel. Think that was a trick. According to Cobain, they don't have any feelings. So, all right, we can do this. Don't have any feelings. Kurt? Something in the Kirk way. and Lars are gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? I don't know. Hey, guys, this is Adam <laughs> Never, and I just uh, wanted to call in and tell a little story. Uh, I had to take a, uh, an MRI today, uh, so you know, I'm trapped in a little tube. It's very, very loud. They let me listen to some music, and uh, 
So I was like, cool, you know, play some window pane for me. They said, cool. They'd never, that guy never heard of it. Well, I turned them on to some, uh, some window panes. Well, I got to rock out, you know, for six <laughs> songs while they sat there and made lots of six noises songs. with the magnetic machine. Wow. Uh, That's a long time. You That's a rock, long time. You all rock, uh, Migs. Uh, it's good seeing you, uh, as often as possible. Uh, uh, Glenn, I can't wait to finally meet you. I, uh, oh, never mind. I've, I've sat in the podcast. Um, so anyway, <laughs> what I'm learning is that I don't remember either, man. <laughs> Everyone who listens and us as well have awful memories mm-hmm. and sometimes maybe should put the bottle down. <laughs> I just want to tell a story. I rocked out, you know, with without moving. It's kind of hard to rock out. Yeah. Uh, not moving at all. <laughs> so talk to you later. Bye. I don't know what I would want to listen to if I was going into one of those like tube machines. We like, figure our trance average, or something like some house something, music that well, like, it just goes on forever, so you don't really recognize the yeah, passage I mean, of time. Our average songs oh, yeah. three and a half, four minutes. I'm all, almost yeah. everything's radio length, so you figure six songs. He was in there for a minute, bro. Yeah, more than just one minute. But Several, I, <laughs> a multitude of minutes. See, I think I would go like something like just kind of chill. Yeah, you know I mean, like just like I don't know, like Slayer, like, like Elliot Smith. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely Slayer. I don't know. Yeah, something along those lines. Chumbawamba. I'd like want to find out what he hates and just pump that in there. But you still now. Oh, that the Tool band was it? Yeah, there was a, the bad Tool cover, and then what was the other one that was really bad? Uh, oh, the Pink Floyd Pink cover. Floyd, that, that would be good. I'd pump that, that in there just oh, to I see. Oh, I found the perfect song. It would be definitely this song. <laughs> Way to bring it back. Oh, uh, it's a big, bad show. Wrestling theme songs are always my favorite they're things so, to listen to. They're so bad. Most They've got of the a little time. bit better, but they're still pretty bad. I mean, yeah. I loved it into the WCW days when they were just really crappy covers of notable songs. Oh, yeah. And they would come out and be like Jericho coming out to like just the worst cover. <laughs> like you listen to karaoke songs and it's like three steps down from that. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's like on a Casio keyboard at that point. And you're like, I'm not sure who this is. There's a guy literally. Under the bleachers, yeah, performing it live. My favorite was Diamond Dallas Page when he was in the um in, in WCW, I believe it was, and I hope this is the right one. I mean, just blatantly ripped off. Yep, yep. Nirvana, sort of self high five. Doesn't sound anything like Teen Spirit. No, no. but they're trying. No, not at all. It's not even reminiscent of it. I mean, come on! Yeah. How did they get away with that? Well, here's the difference. Load the up on bows and arrows. Defense. Bring people you don't like. <laughs> it's fun to lose and tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> One guy goes, I don't hear any resemblance between Team Spirit and this song. Sounds original. <laughs> Next comment. Smells like a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy part is, you know who wrote this? I mean, he had a couple people Dave help. Grohl. Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. Makes sense. How does one become the mouth of the South? I don't you know. Carry if a megaphone and be really loud. Okay. And you call yourself the mouth of the I South and I eventually want that. it sticks. I don't think I want that nickname. <laughs> Ring bong. Oh. Oh. They invited Steve Vian to branching out. You know, there. Sass it up a bit. <laughs> we got one more voicemail. Let's listen to it while we listen to Diamond Dallas Page. Good call. What's up, it's Ziggy. So, um, I haven't griped about anything in a while. Sweet. So, check this on for size. Um, 
God, damn it, drive, drive, drive. It's a green light, can't get much greener than that. Block skinny pedal. Uh, anyway. Um, Jesus. I drive like you do, bro. You just said a bad word, Ziggy. It's the guys that... Oh, so, fun fact, uh, you know, the uh, Grammy award-winning uh, uh, singer-songwriter, Christopher Cross, his song, uh, Ride Like the Wind, turned out he was inspired to write that while he was tripping bees on mushrooms. And I was telling a co-worker that, and he's like, oh, yeah, he had to have been on something to write that one. I'm like, well, he was. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's totally got to be on something. It's like, no, yeah, he, he was high when he wrote it. I just said that. Yeah, man. You know, he's got to be. He's he's on something. So, God. You turned off. Uh, it smells like middle age. People that he's enjoying that. You're telling them a fact, and they're I'm like, sorry. "Yeah, it well." Smells like midlife crisis. Hey, <laughs> man, the world smells like midlife crisis. No, it's round. Anyway, uh, you, you got a guy like that? It, it, any of you three, maybe four or two people in in the studio land? Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> There's four of us. It's uh, Steve, Rev, me, and my failures. Mm. What song was it? Run Like the Wind that you're talking about? I forgot. All right, now I'm going to have to go back to the voicemail, damn it. <laughs> Thanks, Rev. I'm good at what I do good. <laughs> Just like <laughs> slight plays on the lyrics. I know. It's so like... <laughs> so over the top ripped off. Here's Ride Like the Wind, Christopher Cross. Vanilla Ice is out there just furious. Like, everyone gave me no such way. a hard right. time. I'm going to try and find the lyrics to this. This feels more like Night Court than Mushrooms to me, man. Oh, good show. Do, do, do. <laughs> I love a wind effect with a cheesy synth. Pretty Woman soundtrack. Speed walking down the avenue towards Prada and Gucci. My hat is huge and my glasses are bigger. This is Criss Cross on mushrooms. Criss Cross will make it jump, jump. Daddy Mac will make no, it no, jump, no, no, jump. No, no, I'm no, kidding. No, no, I'm no. kidding. <laughs> Wrong crisscross. You know those kids had their clothes on backwards all the time. No one helped them out with that. That was very rude of people. Imagine you, they'd pop their collars and be like, Chris Cross. I don't know. Do you just like, you like zip down the zipper so you can take a deuce? Ah, oh, that's problematic at best. Yeah. You got to work yeah, it at it at least. Bad. Was it crisscross with K's? Uh, yes. What did you find? The Mac Dad will make you. Oh, there it is. I didn't find jump, anything. That's jump. why. The yeah. Daddy Mac will make you. Jump, jump. Crisscross will make you. Jump. There you go. Your clothes are on backwards, guys. That's a style, man. Just get with it, old man. What year? 1992. Oh, I was going to say 94. I was going to say 94. Were they really young? I don't remember them being Oh, they young. were very young. Really? They were like kids? Yes. Absolute children. So who are the ones with the... Calling me bad, they were the Moesha. I rock my beats on the playground. That was another bad creation. Another bad creation, yeah! Wow. And they were like rolling on big wheels and stuff. They were like nine. 
Jeez. They were nine, and their futures were already brighter than mine, dude. You know? Yeah, but then they burn out. And, when I was uh, nine, they were throwing garbage at me. And where are they now? <laughs> They're nowhere. They're, they're probably all sitting somewhere counting their money because they started great businesses with their their color me bad money or whatever. Solid point. You know? Solid point. <laughs> like when I go to Herfie's, it's those kids. I, ah, you know? Herfie's. We got a bunch of uh, uh, emails, but you know what? We'll get to them next time. All right. Yeah. I think we had that. Yeah, let's wrap it up. So this Friday? This Friday I'll be at Jazz, Jazz Bones, Bones in Tacoma. And I also want to throw out, uh, you can go catch Tony from Windowpane jamming with our brothers in Iron Dragon at the Crocodile with Mechanism and Superfecta. Ooh. So over in Seattle, the Croc, Friday night is the place to be. If and you're in Tacoma, come to Jazz Bones, the place to be. And uh, Iron Dragon is like Steel Panther yeah, in Seattle. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's great, man. And they're so good. It's That's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. I think it's just those three bands. If I've left an artist off, I apologize, but I know it's uh, Superfecta Mechanism and Iron Dragon, and then Iron Dragon's going to be featuring Tony from Windowpane, awesome. I think Parker from Queensryche, so if you're in Seattle, the Crocs the spot. If you're in Tacoma, Jazz Bones is the spot. And we hope Crocs to see you. Crocs the spot in Seattle, Jazz Bones is home in Tacoma. That's right. Home in Tacoma. That's right. Nice. Close enough, I guess, right? <laughs> I'm with it. Um, next week, like we said, we'll have the boys in uh, System 7 swinging by, hear some new music from them, and then don't forget... A week after that, the triumphant return of Rachel Barley. Good Lord. Stay positive, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.